in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Welcome everybody, it is Tuesday, August 30th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You know it better as the Big X. We are here, it's Tuesday of game week. I haven't burnt out yet. I know Trevor and I were talking yesterday. We feel like by Wednesday we're going to be like, oh my God, the game's not here yet. What's going on? We've been waiting so long. Once you finally get to game week, then the it feels like the trek to get to actual game day is almost as long as the entire summer itself. But I'm still feeling good. we got plenty to get to. We're here until 5.30 today. We want to hear from you in between now and then on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. We had Scott Satterfield's first Game week press conference of the season. He said some interesting things. Uh, Trevor's boy, Brian Brown, also talked to the media. We talked about that a little bit as Trevor snarls behind the glass over there in his Hartford Whalers t-shirt. Uh, we're going to talk about the captains that were recently named today. A couple other football ins and outs. We'll talk about the news from Syracuse, what Dino Babers had to say about this uh, about this week's game, uh, and plenty more coming up for the next two and a half hours. Before we do any of that, saying hey to my guy, Trevor Kelsey, still rocking the... Looks like you almost have like... If I didn't know any better, I would say that your new haircut which you got yesterday, you debuted the fresh fade, had been like jailed up a little bit. But I think it's just just bedhead because you woke up like 30 minutes ago. Less than that. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell it's not a Wednesday. You're not enthused. Yeah, well, it's it's. A, I got a little bit of a, a cold bug hitting me a little oh, bit. Oh, no. So, yeah, I'm just trying to – I was basically rolling over at 2 o'clock, hearing the alarm going off, going, I'm milking all I can out of this. No. Uh, it's 2.30 I got out of – I'm feeling okay, just a little congested, a little throat sore. It's going around. Been coughing, yeah. Just uh, I actually went to bed like around midnight last night, mm. which is like normal, like like eight p eight eight p.m. for so some people. So you slept people. like fourteen hours. Well, I wouldn't really say I slept. I woke up probably every like forty five minutes. Oh, because I would anytime I would like move, I'd start coughing, and then that would wake me up, and then the dog the dogs would be like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And no start bueno. licking on me. And, no bueno. Yeah, so I mean it was. I may have been in bed for 14 hours, but I probably slept about six. Yeah. Well, so, but it's, you know what? You have to come in here today. Oh, first time, we're the only two that did. We are. <laughs> I mean, who else? Also, don't get me sick, though. Uh, well, we've got uh, LGN guy next door, that traffic guy. That's true. He's here. <laughs> He's here today. I like how we, you, you, you ground I, like me. You just call him the LGN guy now. I know. We've worked here for like a year and a half. I still don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> probably hear me talking. Because he does the same thing. Well, you hear you talking. You won't hear me talking. Maybe he does. I, know, I don't know. being very quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to whisper a little bit. Yeah. But you're, you know, I haven't really. I'm not burnt out yet because, well, I mean, I am in, in so many ways, but not in, in, the, in the way that 
you know, the game is coming up on, on Saturday. I'm just, I feel like my anticipation is going to start really bubbling over on Friday night. When I start seeing some other teams playing, IU, for example. Bunch of games on Thursday, too. Yeah, too. that's true. You're right. Thursday, too, as well. So I think that's when it's going to start. That and I think the anticipation is really going to start kicking in on Saturday morning. Or maybe early you know, morning for most people, early afternoon for me. It's going to be a long wait. Because, yeah. Cause the we have to wait. Yeah, it's not. It's, this is like the one game of the year where I'd be okay. With, I'm okay with a noon start. Same. Like any other time of the year, I'm like, you know what? Give me night games. Give me afternoon games. I don't want to get up. I don't want. I don't want to have to wake up at eleven a.m. I know it sounds like people are driving like eleven a.m. Dude, is this? You probably have never listened to the show. I don't want to get up at eleven a.m. on a Saturday. Okay, like I, I, I will. In most cases, I'll just DVR the game, wake up at one, and just start watching it from behind. But either or, I just don't want to have to get up early. So, but this is the one week I'm okay with it. I would be accepting of it. Let's do it. It's at least better, and don't get me wrong, I love the national spotlight of playing on Labor Day night. We mentioned earlier this week about how you know, we've done that what three or four times now over the last decade or so. I loved you know, having that spotlight, but the wait, my God. Waiting, especially now when you have week zero, you get that little taste, uh, you know, the little northwestern Nebraska taste. Just, just a little appetizer, not the best appetizer in the world, but a, a solid, I don't know. I was going to say mozzarella sticks, but mozzarella sticks are fantastic. Um, they are good, yeah. What's the just whatever appetite? It's going to get cold. Like bread. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Cold mozzarella sticks. That's are what just, we got. Yeah, that's what they're, they're really disgusting cold when it becomes just a, a a breaded cheese stick. That's what week zero is. Fridge, yeah. That's what week zero is. I'm, I'm still going to eat it. I'm not going to complain about it, but it's not the best appetizer in the world, but it gave me a little taste. And then once you get to the actual first week and you're seeing all the other fan bases going nuts and getting ready for their games, just... Being the last one to go last year was a little bit tough, especially when we didn't know what we had. Now, if I'd known what, how the game was going to go ahead of time, I would have waited gladly for like another three weeks to, to watch us get our asses kicked by Ole Miss. But this year, I think once you get to Saturday, you, know, you wake up, we're going to watch college game day. Jack, we didn't mention this yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on this. Jack Harlow's the celebrity guest picker for an Ohio State Notre Dame game. Why? I, look, love Harlow. You and I were obviously. Best friends with Jack Harlow at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, he's my cousin. But this is not I even wa- I even watched this BMA performance last night. He's killing it. He's doing you know whatever he wants to. But this is not like college game day is supposed to be you have somebody who's representative of the city or the university or the program. And, and this team, and, and the game is between who are two teams? Ohio State and Notre Dame. Oh, I'm sure they couldn't find anybody connected LeBron with LeBron is going to be there. I'm sure they couldn't find anybody that has a connection and a celebrity status. To Notre Dame or Ohio State, right? LeBron, well, I mean, obviously, you do the home team, it so it's Ohio State. Le- oh, well, even harder. I mean, that's LeBron gotta... James is going to be there. You know, who else is going to be there. Everybody from the 2002 national championship team—they're <laughs> celebrating their 20th anniversary. Jim Trestle's going to be there. You could have Maurice Claret on the stage. You could have AJ Hawk on the stage. I don't think you can bring Trestle, but actually, you could do Claret. You could do Trestle at this point. Do you think Enough you can do Trestle? Do you think so? They're fine. It's, it's okay. okay. It's like a. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm just curious if the fan. Yeah, I think the fan. I know a few Buckeye fans. Get LeBron I think up there. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. LeBron would do it. But like, as much as like we it. love Jack Harlow, he's got no affiliation with the city of Columbus. No. It's, like they're just they're turning this into like the Today Show where they get musical acts that on that can be like he's going to perform a song. It's gonna, it, it's like a half entertainment, half football preview show. Now. So wait a minute. So and, and for the record, I never get up early enough to watch it anyway. So I'm not really. I, don't, I still do, but it's more out of habit at this point. If I do wake up early enough and it's still on, it's background noise for the most part. But right, so this is. So let me get this straight. They're doing this is what they're going to do like each and every week. Now they're just going to bring in musical acts. I have no of, idea, but like this is if they're doing it for week one. Are I they doing assume, a concert with Harlow? Yeah, he's like playing music. 
and then doing these the celebrity because they've had like country artists on there in the past before, but I assume they just had connections to whatever SEC school they were at. Yeah, this is it's weird, and we know Katy Perry's been there. Katy Perry did it, and she didn't really technically have a connection to Ole Miss, but there was like a kind of connection. I can't remember exactly what the story was there. So, okay, I, I thought she just was from Mississippi or something. Maybe maybe that was it. But like it, it, Whatever it was, I know Ole Miss fans were kind of pissed off about it until they won, and then she was drinking and bar stage diving at Ole Miss bars, which was pretty cool. I mean, if I'm an Ohio State fan, I'd be a little, I mean... Ohio State's like the second biggest school in America. They've got tons of famous alumni. It literally is the second largest campus in you America. Can, I, think, I think right by Arizona State. You can... We've had this discussion yeah. before. Uh, you, you can... There are hordes of people you can choose from to come here and be like the Columbus representative at college game day. And I, it, it's just, I, it, game day is not what it used to be. I mean, it, it's changing. I don't know also if you saw the clip of, of poor Lee Corso last week. No, I mean, uh, I'm sure he's not doing well. I mean, he's, he's not. He's, he's like ma- 98. I he's mean, he's making no sense. And it's like he, he can't get his point out. And like, I, I get that he, like, he basically he is college game day. It's kind of like Dick Vitale with college basketball. Like, when you think college game day, you think Corso and the the mascot heads. Like, yeah, I he's was, been doing it my whole life. I, I kind of clump in Herb Street with him as well. Herb Street didn't start with the show though. No, that's he true. was later. Like Corso, st- he is a he's a legend, and I'm sure ESPN is in this situation where Lee wants to keep doing the show. They feel like they have no right to like tell him no. They and, they really don't. And I think mean. it's it, and they they don't. But but then you get this this week after week deal where it's like it, it's sad watching him. He's a shell of his former self. He right. doesn't make any sense, and it just. It's not like it's not like Bino Cook cute old. It's no, just like, it's just it's, like it's, it's sad he's, old. He's just talking and making zero sense. And yeah. it's, it, he's a shell of his former. Well, I guess he's it not, is like, like Bino Cook then. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean? it's just it's not it's not good for anybody. No, it's it's and, and yeah, I agree. And it's I mean maybe if anything, just have him maybe chime in like part time or something. He doesn't like, need to be traveling. Just do the picks at the end. Yeah, yeah, just have maybe do a video. He's not traveling. He's still doing the show from home. Like then I would say I would say I wouldn't even do it live. I'd have him just record and you can edit it up and you can play that near the end and then that way you can you can still do his picks and it would be it'll be all good. And then you can just I don't know who you would replace him with because I mean you you you're Steve Spurrier. Say what? Steve Spurrier been saying it for years. I mean that wouldn't be a bad yeah. You've got was it Reese Desmond and uh, Kurt still right? Yeah, and you have the the bear guy chiming in on periodically. Felica, yeah, is that his name? Okay, I always forget his real name. Love him. This Burby wouldn't be a bad one. This Burby would be good. Eventually, it's worth a shot. But I also understand that it's a tough position for ESPN to be in, and also understand Lee Corso. Like this is like this is his identity at this point. It's the one thing that he's still known for. It's the one thing that he does. He's a college football personality. He's known for game day. He wants to keep doing it. And I also think that when you get to a certain age. Like, you have that Joe Paterno fear. Like, Joe Paterno didn't want to stop coaching because he thought, like, I'm going to die if I don't have this to occupy myself. And he, he did. He, he, was died. Still, he was still successful, though, until he was. the last days. He I was. Mean. But, like, that was kind of his thought. He was holding on to yeah. – he wasn't as successful as he had been. And then well, when he ended up getting I mean, fired, he died, what, like three months later or something? Yeah. I, I wonder if he doesn't get fired if he passes away or not. I mean, it's it's a question it, worth asking. Yeah. I mean, he died of a broken heart. Yeah. But there's, anyway, college game day. We'll have Jack Harlow. He'll, at least he'll throw a couple of L's. Maybe that'll get them to pick the Louisville-Syracuse game, if nothing else. They'll at least talk about that game when, if Harlow wasn't there, they probably wouldn't pay it any attention. I'll be just name drops like Satterfield and stuff. I mean, he just picks just... Louisville for every game. <laughs> picks Miami Ohio to beat Kentucky. I'll be just pisses off everybody in Columbus and starts taking everything. It's a nice red you got. It's not good. Cardinal red. Yeah, yeah just, you know. <laughs> you know LeBron would have come to Louisville, right? Yeah, yeah. His dad wait, told Rick Pitino. Can't, can't wait till Bronny shows up here. <laughs> One of the biggest. I love, I love how many different colleges LeBron was going to go to coming out of high school. It was like Ohio State, Akron, Louisville. I think Memphis had a child. Like, 
And the, the story that Rick Pitino told that was in the Courier Journal that every Louisville fan don't forget Kentucky was totally made up. Like it was absolutely made up. Like he said that he, it, like LeBron's dad was sitting next to him at a uh, AAU game. And LeBron's dad was the one who told him that like he was going to go to Louisville. LeBron's dad has never been in his life. LeBron, I was I was, was going to ask yeah. you that, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. I never know if that story got lost in translation. If it was like <laughs> if he was actually sitting next to somebody that he thought was LeBron's dad, who in fact was like one of his I don't know mentors or something, or if Rick just made it up, which is equally possible. I mean, it is Rick. I mean, he's the same guy that believed Telfair when he kept telling him he was showing up too. <sighs> So, I mean, for, you know not for, to trigger me. For what don't, it's don't get what me started. It's, for what it's worth, I mean, he may not have been lying. Maybe it was like an uncle or something that told him that, and he he believed it. I mean, it was around the same time as Telfair. It was only just three years removed from Telfair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're going to hear what Scott Satterfield had to say today during his press conference. Some interesting things. Also, a couple updates on some of the things that we talked about with yesterday's depth chart. Um, Speaking of recruiting, can I ask you something? Of course. This has been bugging me about Friday Night Lights. Oh, okay. <laughs> a friend of mine was texting me yesterday about you watching Friday Nights and how much he loves, like how you're into it. And I told him, hold on. When we get to the end of season two, Trevor's going to have significant well, thoughts. I've He's going to be furious. Well, I'm, I'm, well, then that might be for tomorrow, so because I got two episodes left in season okay. two. I'm, I just finished, I guess it's Humble Pie or something. So I'm, I've got 14 and 15 left in season two. And I would have watched them last night if I was, if I was feeling better and I was just feeling rough. Gotcha. I was like, you know, I'm going to bed. I'll watch it tomorrow. But something that's just been kind of annoying me through the entire show is that, the, like, Okay, first of all, what the hell does TMU stand for? This has been bugging me for like two seasons. It's you know, it's a made up school for. I know, for, and, yeah. and that's the other thing that's kind of annoyed me is that, like, why why do they consistently like Miami South and Oklahoma Oklahoma uh, South, Oklahoma North, and TMU and it's a trademark deal. You have to pay extra money to like reference them by name. Yeah, but for some, but you have Alabama shows up. I guess because that's a just a state name, you can do that. And it's like in the, it's like in video games. Remember old Bill Walsh's college football? You could have daily. you could have Texas, you could have Alabama, you could have Kentucky, you could have city and state names. But if it was like a, a college but, name, like Penn State was College Station, um, BYU was Provo. Okay, then why yeah. can't you just say UT? I think they do it at times. I think later on they, they say UT. Okay, you have to keep watching. When, okay, in the just, later seasons when they have another player being recruited, because I, I don't know, just it just kind of irritates me hearing all the fake schools and all the and then Alabama randomly shows up after we've heard like a year of fake school names. Like Alabama shows up and they're like eight national titles, and yet he's still and, and he's acknowledging like all their actual history. Mm-hmm. And then TM and I'm speaking of Spash by the way, and then TMU just shows up like randomly at the at the restaurant, the Applebee's, and like we're gonna offer. He's like, I'm on. Like, I think what do they what do they have to do? Here, I can I, I can give you a better answer once you finish the show. I'll the whole it, show? Yeah, I'll put it that way. Oh, like, well, I've got like a week at least. The answer that I'm going to give is going to give away some stuff. Okay, so we we can talk more about that later. But you're you're like, I've told you this before. I'm not spoiling anything. Season two ends abruptly because it was the writer strike back well, in the day. It looks like all the seasons post season one are only 15 or 16 each. They're a little bit longer than two was supposed to be like 23, like one was. And it's only 15, yeah. And then it cut, cut short because the writer strike. So it ends like. Well, I'd rather them just end the season than just putting like scab writers out there than I'd yeah. rather do that beyond. But it ends like there's no like finality because they didn't know this was going to happen. Man, they just gotta stopped be able working. To help Julie Taylor's character in some way. Yeah, I know you're upset. I don't blame you. Mom's not making me too happy either sometimes. You don't like Tammy? Tammy's never made me mad. I mean, I liked her in season one. Season two, she's kind of annoyed me. Oh, Tammy rules. Tammy's the best. Like, I, don't I love know. Connie Britton, period. She can never do anything that I wouldn't like. Like, she's yelling at, at Eric about, like, because he suggests her leaving her job. She's like, I've never asked you. He's like, dude, what are you talking about? He quit his job at TMU to come back for you. 
Kind of. He's quitting. What do you mean? He didn't give up his dreams. He also didn't. He wasn't happy at TMU. If he'd been killing at TMU, he would have stayed. Well, you don't know that. I think he was happy. He didn't seem happy. He just got established. He just helped the, the star running back. Didn't seem happy. <laughs> the other thing that I saw, you're watching that. <laughs> I'm watching Only Murder oh, in yeah. the Building. Oh, yeah. Where are you at now? Did you finish season one? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm lucky to get an episode down a night. Um, you went 30 minutes long? It's uh, tough, man. I uh, believe it. I, I got six episodes. I'm through six episodes. But here's my problem. You still got the four. Okay. This is a, this is a, a conduit of the show. It's, it has nothing to do with the show itself. But I'm watching on Hulu, and I don't have the the highest paid Hulu subscription. I've got the one where you just get like some ads, not all ads, right? But I don't have the no ads program. No, nah, you get. Text me. I'll let you know. I'll hit you up. Okay. Well, Tre- Trevor. I, does, might. I, I go third person with it. It comes as Trevor doesn't watch ads. I, I understand. I think you've said this before. <laughs> but my problem with watching the shows on Hulu, it's the same with most streaming services. You have the same two or three ads over and over no. and over again. Oh. And this is, I watch the show only after Virginia goes to sleep and I'm getting ready for bed. And there's a, a commercial that features prominently the song. Do you, I don't know if you remember the song. Another Night by the Real McCoy. Another night, another, another dream, dream, but always yeah. you. It's like a vision of love that seems to be oh, true. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the that, guy comes in, I that talk, the, talk, I talk <laughs> Putty to you. cat. I that's talk, what I to, talk. <laughs> I used to, that's what I was just thinking. I said, talk, talk, putty cat. I, so I used to say when I do that song. <laughs> often confused with the song from the Night at the Roxbury skit, which is not true. Which is not, that's not that song. Well, that's, um, oh, um. The what is love? Baby, Baby don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. But people a lot of times well, think that Well, they both came out in that early. Raptor Grunge kind of started, right. got popular and hit its peak. The the club music came the back club with music. CNC Music so, Factory. That, that started got really popular for so, about two years. So there's a commercial that plays Real McCoy Another Night. And it's on at least three times per episode because that's all, every break. And I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> and I need to sleep these days. And it's... <laughs> Stuck in your head. Another night just banging in my head as I try to fall asleep. I'm trying to go to sleep and all I can, like, I put, I'll put on like, I don't know, some like, I'll go to YouTube and put on like calming background or something like one of those like apps. With, white like, noise. Like the white noise, like the rain apps. And like all I hear is like, I talk, talk, I talk to you. And it's terrible. And I can't get it out of my head. It's the only problem I have with Only Murders in the Building, which I love. And it has nothing to do with the show itself. I can't get it out of my head. Do you get Carl Insider coming in here? I saw you look at the phone. And I was thinking about maybe bringing up Real McCoy for you. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, don't do it. Not right now. It, it, I listened to it on the way in. I swear to God, I listened to it in the car on the way in. I can't get it out of my head. I don't even know what commercial you're talking about because I don't think I... I think I would remember because that song would get stuck in your head. I don't know what it's from. It's a, a girl's like floating and she touches the Clearly, like, they've done a good job button. of sponsoring. You remember the song music, but not what it's advertising? This, this has been a part, and this is not a long COVID thing. This has been me my whole life. Like I will remember what commercials go, like, like what, what happens in them, what songs being played, and I have no idea what the product is. Like, <laughs> If you're a marketing person... I'm your worst nightmare. I can't remember any of the products, but this is, she touches the button. It's like a gigantic play button. that's like glowing purple. And then she goes down and she dances with a bunch of people. All I know is the song plays. And I'm I like the song. Seriously curious what they're selling. I can't get it. I can't get it out of my head. It happens. It's not, it's not their fault. I love, uh, I love real. McCoy. Probably like a car commercial. It's a, it has to be some sort of music commercial. No, it's, it's a, for diabetes pills. It's, <laughs> Like Arby's. Something completely, How did I not know this? Something completely random. It's like, what is this for? Adult diapers. Car insurance. <laughs> Car insurance. Some sort of ED medication. 
Again, this one's probably for another night, another dream. <laughs> the You're break I'm going <laughs> Take this pill and be like a pimp. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Real quickly, we'll, we'll get into all the Scott Satterfield stuff in in the next segment. But the one point that I did want to get into before we we sort of just dive fully into that was my fault. I did. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I completely distracted you. You're good. Yeah, all good. We were talking yesterday. I think the biggest surprise, and I can't speak for everybody, but when the depth chart for the Syracuse game was released yesterday, I think the the thing that I saw the most U of L fans surprised by was Desmond Tell being ahead of Jermaine Lole at nose tackle. I think that's probably. I think that's guaranteed. Yeah, that and the, maybe a close second was Keechel Clark having an or next to his name. At, I'm surprised you didn't go with the uh, Evans starting with no or. Yeah, I mean, but again, like there were a lot of hints during the the offseason that he was like during the summer camp, fall camp, that he was like the dude, like he was showing out. But Destel, this guy that has all these NFL aspirations, all of this, you know, came with all this hype when he transferred in from Arizona State, not being listed as a starter, not even having an or next to his name, I think surprised a lot of people. And Scott Satterfield got asked about that today. And he, it was weird for me to hear him use this terminology considering that it was Destel listed clearly ahead of Jermaine Lole without an or next to his name. But he said that they are, quote, neck and neck at nose tackle. Sort of implied that there's still a chance that De- like Jermaine Lolay with a big week could actually start on Saturday. He then to answer something that you asked yesterday because you asked you know maybe he struggled to pick up the off uh, the the defense coming in you know he didn't get here for for spring practice maybe he had some sort of injury and Satterfield did confirm for the first time to my knowledge that Lolay had an injury at the start of camp. He's worked his way back from it, but he was not 100 percent once camp started. So that like your intuition there was right like. I would have guessed that there I think had I to have been that about Clark too as well, but. which would make sense. I mean, he still was working his way. He didn't tweet that he was 100 percent back until like just a couple of months ago. So if he had something, if they were maybe just bringing him along a little bit slowly, even if he was fully medically cleared, that wouldn't have surprised me either. But Jermaine Lolay was kind of playing from behind to begin with because Destel's been here for a couple of years and put on the weight that the staff asked him to. Got experience last season, uh, and, and then to start fall camp with an injury where he's not 100%. That makes a little bit more sense to me. I still think he's going to have a monster year. I still think both those guys are going to get a lot of reps. We will see plenty of Jermaine Lole on Saturday, uh, assuming that he is back to 100%. And I think that's true for a number of positions on the defensive line. But it looks like it's going to be Destel. Although him saying that they're neck and neck made me kind of think that like Lole is still that dude. They're just He just was injured at the beginning of camp. I'd just be happy to have enough guys that we can rotate without having to worry about leaving guys, certain guys in for longer than we need to. Same. And this feels like, I don't think we're 100% there yet. But Especially this, with the size that we have. I mean, we're, we just, we, we, you can get. You're right. If you're not, if you don't have some depth, and, I, and listen, I understand Louisville is nowhere near the level of having like, you know, top 20 depth. Or probably top 10 more like it. But, I mean, the fact is that you got, if, if you're not, then that's when you're getting worn down in the third quarter, fourth quarter. And you're giving up, you know. 17 points to a team like Virginia. Or, you know, as you say, or Wake Forest. Or every team we lost to basically (laughs) last year. Pretty much, yeah. But this is the first year. I'm with you. We're not, when it comes to defensive line depth, we're not there yet. We're not where we need to be. We're not where the the Charlie Strong teams were, certainly, where, like, you knew all those guys. Like, remember the the best thing about the Charlie Strong days, especially, especially when you're talking about the defensive line, is you couldn't even really pinpoint who starters were because everybody was playing so much, so much, and everybody was such a it was contributory to the defensive success. It didn't matter if you were number one or number two on the depth chart. They were going to rotate guys, and they were going. To, everybody was going to help out because you were so deep. This is the first year since Scott Satterfield got here, where I think you look at that depth chart 
and you recognize more than just the starters in the defensive line. You're like, oh, Ramon Perrier, he's played a decent amount. Jermaine Lole, he's a big-time transfer. Uh, even Mason Rieger is a guy who just got put on scholarship uh, after being a walk-on. Like, Don't get me wrong, we still have a ways to go, but you feel at least comfortable with some of the backups now when last year, 2020, certainly 2019, you knew if a starter went out, you were screwed. I mean, last year, we had some guys step up at linebacker, but even then, when Monty went down early in the season— you knew it was going to be like a, a tough road to hoe. You, you knew that you were kind of screwed a little bit. When Certainly when Keechel Clark went down, you knew the secondary was, was up against it, and they definitely were up against it. But now we're starting to see a little bit of that depth to where they can take an injury or two, or like you said, they can we, we can not have to rely on guys playing almost every snap for four full quarters and hoping that they don't wear down late in the close game because that has played a huge part, I think, in us losing so many close games over the last two seasons especially. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get into more of Scott Satterfield's comments. We want to hear from you on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Reminding you guys again, though, about our friends over at AirServe EMTs for your air conditioning because they're available 24-7. If your AC goes out uh, at 2 a.m., you got kids, house is getting too hot, AirServe's going to have a guy available for you to come out there and fix it before you have to wake up in the morning. Give them a call at 502-264-9662. Visit them online at airserve.com backslash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com backslash Louisville. They're focused on air quality and energy efficiency because whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, you need to be comfortable in breathing the highest quality air in your home, and AirServe is going to make that happen. 264-9662. That's the number. We'll be right back here with more Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM and 96.1 FM, the Big X. back in. Mike Rutherford Show rolling on here on a Tuesday here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I, I, I spent the entire break trying to find what commercial that is. I can't find it anywhere online. Hmm. Like I Google like commercial with the Rimacoy. Rimacoy, another night. And like I'm keep getting like the videos. But I, I can't find. Maybe, I, maybe it's listed on their Wikipedia page. I don't know. But All I see is just everybody talking about how they hear it during Hulu shows, and they can't stop getting another. You're, you're seeing it too. Yeah, I just Twitter searched it. And just feel like, can't wait to wait, hear about this another night by Real McCoy during commercial breaks for the next two to three months. Uh, it's from um, OnStar. It's an OnStar commercial. <laughs> the GPS. Yes, the car, the, the car <laughs> system security, whatever. I was curious because we were making because that's why I wanted to know because we were making the jokes about what could it be, and I had to know. Like what's so for an on I didn't know on star still around. Um I <laughs> also just how how bad is my, my like my my search like ability that you found it with like two seconds. I spent a whole I have there's one person that I follow on Twitter who also follows the OnStar account. 
it's Louisville football coach Josh Stepp. <laughs> it's the tight ends coach and the recruiting coordinator. Why are you following the on-star account, Coach Steph? What are you doing? <laughs> that's a very good question. I love it. Maybe he likes the song. I don't. Maybe that's what it is. Who knows? But that's uh, that, that's very funny. Again, welcome back into the show. <laughs> are, are you still trying to find it now on your own? No, no. I believe I, I believe you. I was now. I kind of want to see the commercial. I, I, we'll find it during the break. I'll show it to you on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> I think that that's the most interesting thing that, that I've said in your eyes today is the the real McCoy commercial. Well, today, yeah. <laughs> today. I mean, we can debate for whether it be this all week. I mean, we had one show yesterday. Uh, Texas says, pay the extra $5 for ad free, you cheap ass. <laughs> I thought it was only like two bucks. It's not that much. You would, yeah. You know, you know what they do to like kind of like, it's a total. Now, now, pro, now uh, Peacock charges you like five bucks. Do they? Yeah, because it's like. I think you, we dropped Peacock. You can get it for like five bucks with ads or 10 bucks without ads. But. They just what they do instead of ads, they just give you like promos. Okay, who so does, who does the off. thing though where it's like this is the most widely picked? Like they like highlight it, and you're like, oh, well, if that's the most widely chosen. Then clearly, I need to be taking this plan. Um, and you're right. Like, why am I not p- poning up the extra like twelve dollars a year to just go ad free? Yeah, because I think I think Hulu's like two bucks. I could be wrong. Then maybe they, I, you know, honestly, I don't even bother looking at my bill anymore. I just let it it, it recurs. So. The only thing I have that I, the only bill I have to pay each month that doesn't get a recurring fee on me is my LG&E. And that's also why I always forget to do it. And I get a notice. I'm like, oh, crap, they're about to turn my electric off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Texas, I think it'll be interesting to see how much some of the more talented freshmen see the field this year, like Selah Brown, Popeye Williams, and Taufik Thomas. Are they limited to four games to keep their red shirt? Or do they find a place in the rotation? It would certainly help with the depth that they're capable of contributing. Um, that's, that's a good question. Here's a torn question, though. Is Would you prefer... Them being rotation guys and not using the red shirt, or being able to let them red shirt and just you know work on you know bodybuilding, you know get lifting weights, learning the, the defense, uh-huh. and yada yada. What 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 do you what is the the best of the two worlds for you? Well, first of all, to answer the question, you can play in four games and keep your red shirt. Yes, you can. So that that's the I, I would expect that if any of those guys are good enough to play, they're going to see the field at some point in time, or at least week one anyway. Yeah, out of all those guys, the only one listed on the depth chart right now is Popeye Williams, who's listed as the third string outside linebacker. I think Popeye Williams is going to play this year. I, I think he's. I think you're going to see. I don't think it's going to be. I mean, because your series is great. The linebackers are good. But I think that you're going to need – they're going to have to rest sometime. And if there is an injury, I would expect Popeye to be one of those guys who maybe could slide into one of those roles. I don't – Toffee Thomas, I got no insight there. Selah Brown, I'm told, is probably not going to see the field this year. I, I think he's a way – he's a year away from being in a position where, like, size-wise, he can contribute. Yeah, I was, I was thinking – he's the only one I, I've seen, like, a, a, several times that I would that, – that doesn't surprise me. And he was a big get because – you wanted to start keeping some local guys home, and he was a big-time recruit out of your home area. Then you've been losing so many guys to UK. He can still play eventually. I don't think he's a freshman. Yeah, he's, he should. I don't think he's a guy who's going to see the field right away. I, I think Popeye will. Toffee Thomas, I got no insight there. No either. And I don't think you're going to see Selah Brown unless it's like a blowout and you know guys are getting run, and he can play one of those four games. But I would expect Selah to definitely redshirt. I would expect. I expect Popeye not to redshirt. I think in an ideal world, because you've got. Three quality linebackers, and even Dorian Jones is listed ahead of him on the depth chart. He's pretty good. I think in an ideal world, he plays in four games and keeps that red shirt. But I don't think they'll be afraid to play him if they think he's the best dude. If they think they, that he's going to help the defense immensely, I think he'll see the field in more than four games. With South Florida being in week three, would you expect at least some of the even if you're thinking of a guy leaning towards wanting to red shirt him, 
you maybe want to get them on the field in a game like maybe a South Florida game where you could you could have a lead possibly hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, yeah exactly I know but that that you could maybe just get them on the because you since you can't still register them after four, before four games after four games or whatever it is. I mean, don't you? I mean, with with that rule, that'd be the first opportunity. I mean, with that with, with that rule now, I mean, because in the in the, in the old rule was what like they they couldn't do more than like two snaps, or if they even touched the field, they were yeah. I think it was yeah. They were like dot. They were like you know. I think it was five snaps back in the day. Yeah, I think they were like Moonlight Graham. Once they got off the field, they were like back to being old. They couldn't go back because there were there were th- two offensive linemen who wound up being three year stars at Louisville. Who the very first game against Murray State of their careers as freshmen, Satterfield, apparently not knowing the rule or just not caring, <laughs> played them five snaps against Murray State. And I remember it was these guys who ended up being very good. Because I remember maybe Michael Donahue and some other guys. Because I remember they there was a story on them when they were going into their senior seasons about how they should like they should have been redshirt juniors. And they both were like, when we were playing, we were like cool, like our first college game, we're on the field, but also in our minds, we were like, this is not right. Like, like, <laughs> what are we doing? We're not supposed to be here right now. Was it Beaumont or Anderson that cracked the word? Doug Beaumont. But they got, you know what I'm going, yes, yeah. exactly. They played him on special teams yep. and just wasted his... Wasted his, his, his freshman year. Yeah, I mean... Anderson was Big East freshman of the year. That's right, you're right. I, I, Doug I, Beaumont was the guy who was like, right. what are we doing? Why are we even playing him? He, like, returned a couple of punts, and that was it. That was his whole freshman season. Beaumont did every... He, he eventually did get in the end zone, He right? did. It was a big deal. Yeah, it was good, I, I guess, again, like, EKU or something. Yeah, it was, like, his senior year, too, I remember. And they played Teach, him, teach Me How to Dougie. <laughs> uh, big Classic Doug, Beaumont. Big Doug Beaumont fan over here. How can you not be? I mean, yeah. So, but but now, but with new rule now, I mean, if anything, and I, and I guess in, in most cases teams play more, or not always, I guess, but usually you have your your traditional cupcakes. No offense to James Madison, will probably end up beating us, but you have your your, your typical cupcakes in your first four games. So that's the chance to get with this new rule. You can at least look at them. I mean, what what's the harm short of them? You know, you knock on wood, not getting hurt, but you know, the putting them out there and just at least seeing them. When you know you can still redshirt them, I, I just think it's yeah. It seems logical to do that. I mean, why not do that? If you're on the in board, anywhere do. near a fence yeah. on the guy, you know, put him out there for a series or a half, a quarter, or what something. I think also if you have a guy who you think is going to be uh, maybe a guy like Papa Williams, who they they watch in fall camp and they're like, this is a guy who could actually help us right away. We might need him. I think you get like, this new rule lets you get him on the field sooner rather than later. Maybe you throw him in it, even if the game's close against Syracuse, and see what he what he can do in a certain he, in a certain position or play or yeah. something. Yeah, and if he falls flat on his face, you're like, okay, he's not ready yet. We're going to now we're going to go back to the traditional redshirt thing. He won't play next week against UCF. We'll get him in if there's a blowout down the line. But we're going to pick and choose our spots, and he's probably only going to play four games. Or maybe you try the first two weeks, and if he just isn't ready, then you say, okay, like you'll be in if we're getting blown out or we're blowing somebody out. But you're only seeing the field two more times this year because we want to keep your redshirt. I mean, this is I mean the schedule set up to where you have several opportunities to get these kids at least a, a chance to get on the field and get see what they can do. Well, you'd hope. That's... Well, I mean, with South Florida and hopefully it's not going to get Syracuse, you should, I'd like to think or hope, yes, that you would. Now, Florida State could be questionable. They at least took, took care of Duquesne in week zero or whatever it was they played. Roasted them. Yeah, so, I mean, but then again, you know, that's not a... Well, that's, that's, that should be expected even though it hasn't been down in Tallahassee the last few years. Now, going back to Scott Satterfield's press conference today, he talked about the a couple of things that, that stood out to me outside of him talking about Jermaine Lole and Destel being neck and neck for the starting nose tackle position. He was asked about the running back spot. You mentioned earlier, you know, Tyon Evans listed as the clear-cut starter. That was interesting to some people. He elaborated a little bit. He said, it's been a competition all spring, all summer, and all fall. 
We're still evalu- evaluating those guys every day, not just on the football field, but everything they're doing. Champions of life. Um, that's that's his. That was that was my addition, not his. Oh, you, you, wait, he didn't say champions of no, life. I tossed that in there. Oh, it's a great competition. It's ongoing. It is not over. All four of those guys can play and help this football team, and all four of them are going to be on special teams. They're going to be an integral part of this football team in some form or fashion. We can put out the depth chart, and that's kind of where we feel it's going to be, but I wouldn't be surprised if all four running backs and all four contribute on this football team. So he's still, I mean, kind of like last year, where you're going to get a shot. Like Trevion Cooley, you may be upset about playing time. You may be liking tweets passive-aggressively. I don't think he's doing that yet. I haven't checked. We can, we can check in a second. But you're going to you're going to get a shot, and it's a good thing because Trevion Cooley really good at becoming a, a receiver out of the backfield. He was our best guy when it came to that last year. Uh, Jalen Mitchell pretty good at that as well. Jawar Jordan it wasn't really his thing at Syracuse. We saw it a little bit when he was playing at the end of last year. For Tyon Evans, that was not his strength at Tennessee. Like he's more of a, a clear cut straight running back. He's going to kill it off handoffs. So if Evans isn't like a a great pass blocker or isn't a nice threat out of the backfield to catch passes and make moves, then maybe you go with you know you go with Jalen Mitchell a little bit more. You go with Travion Cooley. You can mix and match. Like that's the good thing about having four guys that can all do a little bit of something on the field. And I like Scott Satterfield having that mentality. Now if Evans comes out on Saturday and goes off for like 230 yards and four touchdowns, then he needs to be the guy who's getting 20 carries a game moving forward. And I think they will. I think they're go- they're going to see, but it's too early to make any sort of gigantic conclusions like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Satterfield's never really been the guy that wrote to do running back by committee, well, at least while he's been at Louisville. Not Well, last year. Not even last year. If you look at the carry differences, I mean, Mitchell had almost two-to-one carries over anybody else. Did he? Short of Malik, bad? yeah. I mean, I, I, had, I had to stop about I mean, he had 155 carries. Cooley was next at 86. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, that's almost two-to-one. I mean, that's... a large disparity. Yeah, a little under, maybe, you know... 1.85. Still but, not as bad as like now when, Cunningham, when Javian Hawkins was the guy. Like he was the guy and there was no cl- 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 close. And then, and then Hall was at thir- now, of course, he left the team, was at 38. Berkeley hit 22. So, I mean, there was a huge drop off. But yeah, I mean, even when you look at though, when Hawkins was here, I mean, Hawkins and Malik, 130, Hawkins, 133. Yeah, Hawkins was Hall was 54. I mean, Mitchell and Hall combined. Actually, Mitchell, Hall combined, and Berkeley, all three of them equaled just what Hawkins did. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I had to look what he did at App State, but. I just say that the track record, at least while Louisville doesn't show a guy who wants to be a by committee guy. Yeah, but and, and, even and if so, that's the like, case, I mean, maybe you I'm, the numbers. There's a, he has a clear cut number one, but he's still the other guys are getting carries every game. Like when you have when you have carries that are in the fifties, that means you're averaging multiple carries, like four or five at least every single that's game. That's true. Well, five or six. Like he's going to use multiple guys. It's not going to be like a Bobby Petrino. Remember the first game in 2014 where he gave. Um, uh, was it Dominique Smith, the, the ball, like, 38 times? Like, we're not going to have that the type Dominique of guy. Dominique Brown, you mean? Dominique Brown, thank you. I, I knew it wasn't Dominique Smith. And then Dominique... I always wonder why he never got to play quarterback until I saw him against Central Florida. I think not great. FIU, and he threw two picks. Dominique Brown, and then he uh, ended up, like, not playing the last five games of the year. They're just like, he, he was good enough to carry the ball almost 40 damn times at the beginning of the season and then not good enough to get any carries towards the end of the year. Petrino worked in strange ways back then. But I, I think you're going to see all four of these guys get a shot it may just be Ty and Evans gets the lion's share. Somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna be a, as you would say, a lion's share guy. Now he may not be like Jamion Hawkins year one no. in terms of bulkage, but if anything, because I mean, I guess technically, if you look at, if you count Cunningham, I mean, Cunningham is running it just as much as the running backs are the last two years, and and in last year's case, more. He had 172 to 155. 
but he was almost dead even with Hawkins the year before in, in 2000 in 2020. So, I mean, but you don't want to see Cunningham run that much. Yeah, I mean, you, I'm with you, you. Don't. I mean, if you are, then and that's the plan this year. I mean, the fact is, is over well. the last three years, the his running attempts have gone up and our wins have gone down. And he said the same thing. Like yeah. like Malik Cunningham said at ACC Media Day, like you're going to see me run last year. That last this year. That's the plan. Like I don't want to be. I get that the stats were great last season. If I have those types of stats again this year, it means we're not having the type of season that we want to be. And the offense isn't operating the way that we want it to be. And I totally get that. Like you need it needs to be more 2019 in terms of the running back Malik running disparity than the last two years where it's been like Malik and then whoever the best running back is is kind of the option number two. Like that we need to go back to the old way. I mean, most of his time is I mean, he split the last couple years with running backs. At App State, but his first few years there, I mean, his top running back had 250 carries. That's a lot. That's a lot of carries. I mean, the next guy was 99, but... That's a lot, too. That's a lot. That's a lot of running. 250 carries, especially in college. I mean, in the NFL, you get 250, 260, 270 carries. That's a lot of carries for a 17-game season. But this we is, knew he was a run-first guy at App State. We did. And we, we knew did. that was going to have to change a little bit coming to the ACC, and it has. Well, it doesn't have to change a lot if you got the right talent, but... Yeah. You can still be a run run first team, and I mean, not I mean, short of running the wishbone, maybe. I mean, yeah, everybody's got to throw it now. Everybody's got to. You've got to be. You had to be able to threat to throw the ball. You got to throw it. I mean, look at the best offenses, even like Bama. Like they changed everything the last few years. They're throwing. Well, I mean, yeah, Bryce Young just set like every Bama record right. last year. Everybody's throwing it. The title gave me through like sixty five pass attempts. That's, that's the new age. Uh, Texas, if you think if you're thinking that about Lee Corso, just think about how we all feel about Trevor. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't, first of all, if you're comparing me to Lee Corso, thank you. There you go. I accept it. Lovable, lovable person, a sports personality who picks helmets and, and cusses on air when he decides to change his mind. I'm flattered. Texas, I love Spurrier talking about game day, but he's not 100% sharp like he used to be either. Is he not? I guess the I, other, haven't, the other question I haven't heard I, him recently. The other thing I wonder about doing Spurrier is... ESPN does a lot of game days through the SEC. Like, I wonder the backlash of South Carolina or Florida with him. Is there any backlash? Florida still loves him. Do they? I'm, I'm yeah. curious. I don't know. I, I don't. He's still like their favorite son. I'm assuming South Carolina still doesn't I have think, any. I, yeah, I don't think anybody. I mean, he was by far or... the, probably the most successful coach South Carolina ever had. Without question. So I mean, yeah, at least... I, mean, I think the, both those schools would welcome okay. him back with open arms. Well, if that's the case, then just bring him in, then yeah. Texas UofL has top 20 depth in the country. Did I hear that right? No, that's, you didn't. No, I said that's what we're looking for. Yeah, it, you, no. you did not hear that right. Texas says, Sat and Morrow and Bell should get time this year today. I don't even know what that means. Mm. Sat said Morrow and Bell should get time this year today. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, that's something. A little insight. Right. Texas says, this just needs to be repeated from yesterday. Stoop saying multiple players getting suspensions. 16 seconds later, him saying, I didn't say suspensions, you did. Did he? Did he do that? Did you like the fact? And I, I, I forgot. To, I forgot to go back and watch the, the oh, audio for him because we never brought it up yesterday, and I completely forgot about it. So UofL named its captains last night. Kentucky named its captains today. It's one of them uh, the defense attorney. Two of them are suspended for week one. <laughs> Chris Rodriguez and one of the other guys. They're suspended. Public defenders, one of them. And they've got like the, they've got like the jerseys on for like. Game, uh, captain's release. Like, how can you make this man a captain? He's got he got the DUI and something else going I'm on. Rodriguez. Yes, and like he's like, he's a team captain for the season. You got to strip him of that if that's. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to be suspended for the first four games of the year for two separate offenses, he can't be a. Captain. Who's going to call the coin toss? We took Montrez Harrell's captaincy away because he was too mean to guys. Like, like, come on. 
What are you doing? Uh, Louisville's captains for the upcoming season, by the way. Do you care? We've named four. Do you care to venture a guess? First of all, I don't think you should have more than three, but okay. Well, we've got. <laughs> I'm just saying. Kentucky I mean, has like seven. I know, and I hate that too. I like. I feel like you should have one offense, one defense, and then just like one like, like one somebody for both offense, defense, and I want to say no offense to special teams, but and then like one overall captain, I guess. Yeah, they have. They they announced they, they had the team vote. They picked four: two for offense, two for defense. Okay, well, again, sorry to the kicking and special teams. Who do you think? Yeah, poor Mark Bass. They just they, <laughs> they, they won't let our guy shine. Who's our long snapper? <laughs> that is Kai. Kai, yeah, shy, 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 shy. What is it? If I ever by the way, shy, pick a coin toss. I, I just looked at this. Shy's in an or situation for the long snapper job. Oh no, Drew Brenowitz and Shy Koshov, the transfer. Or it's an or. It's it's a toss-up. It should be shy or shy. You know what this means? <laughs> snap off. Snap off. <laughs> it's like a Public snap off. Timmy like, Mitchell Rose what you're talking about. Like what snap off? What's that mean? Set up the barrels. <laughs> get the boys. Do like the do like good old fashioned snap off. <laughs> do, do do like uh events Stream like, it. The, like the QB thing we were talking about where you do like you throw the tire through the tire and stuff. Yeah. Snap it through a tire. Snap off. I'll host the thing. We'll <laughs> I, we'll live stream it. I'm, I'm down. Winner, it's winner take all. Uh, winner gets the starting job. He named, asked me to name the captain. Four captains. Uh, uh, well, Malik, I'm assuming. Malik Cunningham is one. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Um, the other, I'll say, um, um, well, you said one's on, both are on offense. Two offense, two defense. Does, does offensive line count as offense? Yes. <laughs> yes. Caleb Chandler. Caleb Chandler's the other okay. offensive captain. Uh, just making sure. I didn't know. I mean, some, some don't consider the, some people don't give the line respect that it deserves. Um, I guess not. No, Clark wouldn't be a captain. I don't think. Not if he's getting an oar, especially. I, you know, I always script his last. Uh, Montgomery. No. Good guess though. Who's the outside linebacker? I always script. You're thinking name. of Yusuf Abdullah. Yeah. Who is one of the captains? Okay. I would, and then you know, the I fourth script. captain transfer from Ole Miss, Momo Sonogo, who they've been talking about is really. Like, yeah, he's been like the guy that they've been talking about. We've needed a captain like this for years. Okay. He stepped up, and I think it also helps that. You know, he and um, he and the crime dog. Abdul, I'm going to remember his name eventually. He's Abdul. He's, he loves the show. I know, and I, I love him. I just always screw up his name for some reason. Um, he's, he's an awesome guy. Very good player. Louisville has uh, the new coach, Wesley McGriff. He was at Ole Miss with Momo Sonogo back in, in the day. And I thought there was a really good story in the Courier Journal a couple of days ago about how they had a season when Sonogo was a true freshman. It was Wesley McGriff was the first. And he's like, we talked about that season the other day, and I apologized to him because he was a true freshman. He didn't belong on the field yet, but we had to throw him out there because he was good, and we were like very thin at the linebacker position, and he took some lumps. And he's like, I had to, to apologize for him. So they've got a good relationship. I think that probably made Momo feel a little bit more, I don't know, secure in stepping up and being a leader once he arrives here. But everybody has said the same thing about it. he's the type of leader that we've needed on this defense for a long time. We've had great lead-by-example guys, but he's kind of he's that kind of dude where if everybody's sort of slacking in the weight room or somebody's telling a joke and laughing, like he's gonna get in somebody's ass. Like he's, he's gonna he's gonna make everybody turn their head around and start doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like he's that type of vocal. Well, I hope he's like a twenty six like year old adult. Well, he's twenty three. Okay, I'm not being joking. Now Mark Bassett is, I think, twenty seven. <laughs> the Australian punter. Well, that's the punter though. I mean, the punters are always. Let I mean, him punt like an Aussie. It's a time-tested thing. Everyone else is taking these 25-year-olds and letting them roll out and punt, and they're winning Ray guys every damn year. Momo, Let our guy do that. Momo was like a four-borderline five-star recruit coming out of Texas. He's a big recruit back in the yeah, day. I think it was Texas he came out of. He will start at middle linebacker. Uh, I'm excited about Momo. Yeah, so am I. Momo Sonogo. 
It's just fun to say. It is. I can't get enough of it. But those are your Mumbo. four captains. Uh, Kentucky, again, their captains. Two of them are suspended for week one. At least two. There may be more. We don't even know what's going on. Was Levis one of their captains? Probably. He's not suspended, though. At least as far as we know. I mean, how many captains do you really need? They've got, I mean, I want to say that they have seven. I mean, four, I think. I mean, I guess two for each side. I'm, I'm okay with a little bit, but. They've got seven. Don't, how many people can Will you Levis, say? Chris Rodriguez, the DeAndre Square guy, JJ well, Weaver. Square's eye, that's fine. I mean, that's. Yeah. Right. I don't know your first name, sorry. Is it Horsey? They have a player named Horsey. Horsey? Horsey and then Jay Jones. Those are their captains. I mean, two of them are suspended. The running back is who has a DUI and then apparently was getting paid to not work. What about the, I mean, why don't we put Victor, the Nappy Roots kid out there again? Is he still on the team? I don't know. I'm sure he is. I mean, you can't. I think he's hurt. We looked that up. He's hurt. Oh, is he hurt? Okay, yeah. So props to Kentucky and your seven cap. Why, I guess you why, have to why, are you, why are you air quoting hurt, by the way? I don't yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Not true. I guess you have to name seven when you don't know who's going to be available. Like, that's the, you know, if you're going to have four guys suspended potentially, you've got to have, it's like a, a, a backup system. <laughs> We're only sending actually three guys after the coin toss, but uh, whoever's eligible. Yeah, we, you never know. Yeah, we're just going to rotate because. You ever, you ever know what DUI someone's going to get or who's never going to show up to court? I mean, you don't show up to court. Who do you think you're going to show up to a game? Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, hour number two is on the way. We'll talk more about the Scott Satterfield press conference, a little bit more about Syracuse, and a good note on the U of L men's basketball recruiting front that we'll talk about. All that and more. And your text at 502-414-1450. That's coming your way in hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday on 1450 The Big X. Tonight, tonight. Sorry, I was kind of. Got to turn me on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, only in my dreams is real as things could be. It was only in my dreams. Keep going. <laughs> Fine. I mean, you got come on. You might be. That might. This might be a little before you. Before the great before, Debbie right. Gibson Tiffany debates. Way before. I was, I was like barely born. They end up both doing Playboy, though. Tonight! <laughs> God, I love the downward slope of the... The <laughs> debut of the Scott Satterfield radio show on our sister station, 970 WGTK. If you can make it out to the Roosters on Springhurst Boulevard, do that tonight. 7 to 8, it's going to be the Scott Satterfield radio show. The first one of the year, you can catch it live on 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics, or our partner station over there at 93.9 The Ville. Ten shows scheduled this year. Um, there are going to be two private shows. The first of those is going to happen November 1st. We won't have a show next week because of the holiday, but they'll be back on September the 12th, uh, Monday, September the 12th. Most of the radio shows, in fact, everyone besides the one on the 12th is going to be on a Tuesday. So make it out to Roosters. If you can't make it out, you can always hear the action with Scott Satterfield and Paul Rogers and company on 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. And we'll have a game on Tuesday, Saturday. Right. Yeah, it's Tuesday. We'll have a game on Saturday on 970 First time, debut, 
get it rolling. It's going to be great. 7 o'clock kickoff? 7.30 kickoff? What, what time's the kickoff? But the Syracuse game? Yeah. I think it's 8, isn't it? Jesus. What's wrong with me? I thought it was 8. I mean... <laughs> We're on top of it. I don't, I, get her some show liners, damn it. For, for, 8 o'clock, you're correct. <laughs> 8 o'clock kickoff, Louisville Syracuse. Coverage will start here at, I think, 6.30 on 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. I just know I've got to work the basket that night, so I'll be watching from the OG, OG studios over across the room. We've got like 17 games on our family of networks that are going on at the same time this weekend. Like You were telling me about like the producer. Oh, Friday is a Friday nightmare. Is and you're going to be doing the KRS, uh, KRC. KRC golf scramble. Yeah, so and like, you're going to be just fried the entire day. It's going to be terrible. Uh, I mean, by the sun, you're, you're going to be out in the sun too much. You're going to your mind's not going to be right. Is that what you call it now? You've got to do the show. It's the first like pregame show for us of the year. Friday show where we're previewing. Oh, it's going to be on the weekend. You're going to get. I mean, you're going to pick us to either win or lose by sixty. <laughs> or I'm just going to spend most of the time talking about some random stuff instead of the actual game. We'll have to put. I'll have to call in like TJ Walker to, to come co-host. <laughs> you got to just start just to come. Con- well, Rash is a Cardinal fan. He can he can do the show with yeah, me. Rash can do it. Yeah, Rash is a Louisville fan. I mean, uh, He's probably going. But to yeah, I can't wait to uh, do the, uh, the 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 KRC. I don't know if I'll do the whole show with them, but I'll get out there early and get the golf scramble at nine. And I'll, I'm not playing, but I'll be like you know you're. Why don't you play? Because I suck. I mean, I'll Who putt. Cares? All you gotta do is putt. I mean, I'll put, I'll, 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 I'll attempt to swing a golf club yeah. to somebody if they want me to. I'm scramble. not going to scramble. It's the best time to play. Yeah, I don't know actually the rules of a scramble, but I mean, the only thing scramble I really know of is eggs. But other than that, so I'll, I'll, I'll be in the golf cart. You know, I'll be. You can just call me like a the the traveling Tijuana maybe. Look, I play like, in that media scramble. My cart, you know, I play in that media scramble every year besides this year, um, unfortunately. And there are some of the worst golfers you've ever seen in your entire life. Like, I, I didn't think I could see a worse golfer than Drew Diener until I started playing with Greer. I mean, and these guys, like, they're still think, having fun out there. I don't think you're accepting how bad I really It doesn't am. matter. You don't, you, we don't use any of your shots. Like, you, if, you, if you happen to swing as hard as you can and get lucky and hit a drive that goes in the fairway, awesome. Probably still not going to use it because there's probably somebody better on your team. But you're just there to have fun, swing the club, maybe get a little bit better as the round goes along. And then if you knock in a couple putts, you've contributed to the team. That's all that matters. It's a scramble. Well, so fun. I'll just take yeah, I'll do a couple swings, do a couple of puffs, and then just <laughs> m- move on. And then, I don't know how, how long does the scramble last. Like, well, am I going to be done with it before the show starts at three? I would hope so. What time, what time are they teeing off? Like nine ish. Yeah, I mean it says be. nine, but by the time everybody gets established, it's probably closer to like ten. I would think. I mean, because you got to get people there signed up and yada yada yada. I mean, there's no way starting on time, right? Yeah, I mean the show ends at nine, so I would think maybe like it would be like nine thirty, maybe. Probably, probably. Okay, closer. so how long does it take? Do, is it eighteen holes? Yeah. Okay, I mean, how long does that take? In a scramble, probably about four hours. So that's nine thirty, ten thirty, ten thirty, eleven thirty. You're gonna miss the show. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. No, do that's the, like one thirty. We're going to have spent the entire. I still. We're going to have spent the entire off season building up to this moment, <laughs> and I'm gonna do the first. Pre-game show. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk by in myself. At, I'm gonna walk in at 3:45. Round the bird. It's gonna be a nightmare. It's gonna be. A, you're gonna. End we up missed pick, you down there, buddy. You're gonna end up picking Syracuse to win. You're gonna see me. I'm gonna pull up in one of the golf carts from the golf. Like, Brian <laughs> Brown is uh, like. I have to cut your mic off. Like, oh my god. Speaking of picking Syracuse to win, I, we we mentioned yesterday Pete Futak. <laughs> make me news. laugh. I'm making me golfer Sorry. in my lap now. College football news, they had, you know, they were the first ones to go on record with a Syracuse-Louisville prediction. They picked Syracuse in a 34-31 upset. We talked about that yesterday. I love Andrea Adelson. We used to have her on the show all the time. Actually, oh, yeah, I like her. I need to get her on this show. Um, 
and have, would require like a minimal amount of work, which I'm not willing to do these days. Um, but we can maybe get her on. But she, and I do even less, which is you know, saying something. <laughs> Trevor, get us a guest tomorrow. No, <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> she just don't be specific. <laughs> she and David Hale both have seemed to be like pretty high on Louisville this entire offseason. Andrea was very high on Louisville all, last offseason, but I think she picked us to finish third in the Atlantic Division. She picked us to be like the I think the most underrated team in the ACC. And then she goes on, and I'm, I it was I know it was an ESPN 680 show yesterday. I think it was Bob Valvano's show. If I'm wrong about that, I'm sorry. I just saw the clip Nikki posted yesterday, and she basically is saying like I think Syracuse is going to beat Louisville. Now. If Louisville is going to be the third best team in the Atlantic Division and have a record of, say, 8-4 and four this season, I don't think that that's, you know, unless Syracuse is just somehow markedly better than everybody thinks they're going to be, you don't get to eight wins with any sort of recipe that includes a Syracuse loss. Am I wrong about that? Not unless you think this team is going to improve as the year goes along with some drastically. I hate to put too many eggs in a week one basket, but if we're going to have that type of season, if we're going to prove the experts who are saying, this is the most underrated team in the ACC. They're the dark horse to challenge Clemson in the Atlantic. They could win eight, nine games, play in a bigger bowl game than anybody's predicting. I feel like you've got to beat Syracuse. I mean, that sounds like what we talked about yesterday about how people do the predictions of records, but don't even bother. Don't look with, at the games. Yeah. yeah, that's what that sounds like. If you're picking Louisville to win eight games, and then you turn around and say they're going to lose Syracuse in week one, then you're just throwing numbers out there for predictions. I, 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 there's I no way you, you're correct. Right, there's no way you can look at the schedule and, and say, say this team wins eight games and loses to Syracuse. Unless you're just overly confident they're going to beat, like, Kentucky and NC State. I mean, We've got, and I know preseason predictions are all over the place when it comes to accuracy. We've got five preseason top 25 teams on the schedule. If you're going to go on the road in week one and lose to the worst team in your own division, yeah, are you going to, I mean, that's asking you then to beat at least, what, probably multiple teams that are preseason top 25. Are we beating Pitt and Clemson? Are we beating NC State? Are we beating Kentucky? I mean, you're asking a whole team. lot of this team if they, if if that's the case. Like we could beat Wake because you left them out. Well, we're beating Wake. Yeah. I've already guaranteed that. That was in the bowl prediction. No. We're, we're beating Wake. Well, there's one thing. We don't, Satterfield... We're not losing to Wake. We didn't lose to Wake last year. I mean, there's one thing Stat does. He beats Wake, right? Yeah, we 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 basically beat Wake last year. That counts as a win to me. We've got. Uh, I mean, Texas did Madonna die? Did Madonna? Die? Oh, Madonna didn't. Did she? She better not have. I didn't play. I wasn't. I, I wasn't planning on going to the text line there, but then I glanced at the text line. And I mean, I've seen. I saw another band trending earlier, but it wasn't Madonna. She's the first woman with Billboard 200 top 10 albums since the 1980s. Say what? Um, this tweet makes no sense. Madonna has officially become the first woman with Billboard 200 top 10 albums since the 1980s. I've like been, currently, she has a new album out. Fix your social media account, Billboard. That's a terrible tweet. It makes no that sense. That makes yeah. She hasn't had a hit in like. 20 years. She's got a new remix album out. She now finally enough love, Trevor. Okay. And the thing is last few out last few years, I know she's been like trying to attach herself to whoever trendy is at the time to get, to get right, to get, you know, songs out there. Like, I think she did something with Nikki the Minaj or something. Nikki the Minaj. Nikki the Minaj. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The girl with the big butt, no talent. (laughs) Do you genuinely genuinely think that's her name? Nikki the, yeah, it's like Megan the Stallion, right? It's just Nikki Minaj. It's not the Minaj? No, it's not. Megan the Stallion is the name, but Nicki Minaj. Well, why is she the Stallion and she's not the Minaj? Because it's, her name's Nicki Minaj. Did you catch any of the headlines <laughs> from the, the VMAs, by the way, now that we're all off on the tangent? The only thing I watched was the, the plane entrance and him doing that, which that was one of the songs I played on uh, at the soccer game, by the way. The it was. Game. 
Um, I didn't even didn't even occur to me that that was a sample of a Fergie song. But. It's unbelievable, and I know that this is like a, a slow thing where, like, over the years, you start recognizing fewer and fewer names and stuff like this. But like the the headline that was the like the, the big attention grabber was like, what's the guy's name? Uncle Gravy, DJ Gravy. Oh, you're making this up. I swear it's something Gravy. But like the big. No, you're making that up. The big headline was like. Uh, Young Gravy is the guy's name. No. It's Young Gravy took Addison Ray's mom to the VMAs as a date. I'm like, I have no idea what this means. I don't know who Addison Ray is. I don't know who Young Gravy is. I don't know why he would take her mom. I don't know if this is like a shot at her. I don't know if the mom's against her. Addison Ray, is that like in relation to the, the wide receiver that's going to USC? No, I can't imagine, Trevor. Um, I... I <laughs> We're in the same boat here. Like, I don't know who any of these people are. And there was a point in my life, the VMAs were always like a big sort of you're back in school type deal. Like, you've gone to school for like a week and a half. It was always around my birthday. Yeah. I, I faded on the VMAs kind Something of Something crazy always happened, though. Like, you know, you had the, like Britney kissing, uh, Madonna. And yeah, see, I wasn't even watching it. You had like the I don't snake. I'd kind of quit watching by that point. Even they would always try to like one up themselves every year. I think it got to the point yeah. where like some, one of those like One Direction kids was banging somebody on stage. Like they just they tried to do a little <laughs> bit more every single year, and then I. But like now it's like you know it's a high bar to set there. I mean, yeah. like the Ride Twins and Young Lampshade are hanging out with Little Lollipop and uh, Keystone Might. Like I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know what's going on. It's terrible. Are you naming rappers or Candyland characters? It could be either one. <laughs> it could be any of these things. Now the. Wait a minute. Which one was it? The move, the most, the most big event. The two things that stick out to me the most ever at MTV Award shows was a Michael Jackson having a conniption fit on stage because Slash was doing a solo too long, and he made security come out and take him off the stage in the middle of a solo. That was when he's doing black and white. And then the other, that. Just Google it's pretty funny. Like Slash just goes goes because Slash did all the guitar for the Dangerous album. And when he's doing black and white, he goes out, he just steps out and starts in the solo, and you can see Michael in the background just losing it. Like he's like, he's still out there, get him off the stage. I want this is my time. And the other one was, I think there was movie awards, was the Jim Carrey incident. Uh, I remember Jim Carrey was always on the movie awards. I don't know what incident you're talking when, about. When he came out and was like, you know, I love hip hop as much as the next, you know, scared white man, but can we get some some fog hat around on here? Oh, I don't remember that. He had the full beard. He was uh did dropped a few curse words in there oh. as well. It was always hilarious. I think that got see. I can't remember if that was movie or music because they he'd probably been on both. Probably had been on both. He they, they used Jim Carrey a lot back in the day. Yeah, but anyways, I, and I haven't watched either the movie or the music. But yeah. props to Jack Harlow. Did Jack Harlow win a bunch of awards? He won four. Won four. So he beat out Little Gravy, Young Gravy. I don't know if he won. Apparently, Addison Ray's mom was the award. Who knows? <laughs> and don't text. I don't. I don't want to know. I want to live in a, in in just blissful ignorance. Don't text me on the text line about what this means or who this, these people are. I don't care. I don't want to know. I'm too old. Texas says, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line, by the way. Uh, speaking of, Summer Cash Bash coming to an end this week, last week, that they're giving away 10K. Uh, if you want to win 10K, be a Refreshing Rewards member. Open the app up. Click the Summer Cash Bash icon. Boom. You're enrolled to potentially win $10,000 and the grand prize at the end of the summer, which is a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, just text REWARDS, all one word, to 80313, and you will be enrolled. Uh, Texas, uh, Mike, I heard you all talking about the 502 Collective yesterday. How much do you think we have to raise to get Jizzle James in here? We have to get him here. Best name I've heard in a long time. This broke my heart earlier this week. Jizzle James related to the gravy boat guy? No. (laughs) I first became aware of Jizzle James when 
there's a player named um De- Oh, that's Edgerton's kid. Is it? The running back? Are you just making stuff up again? No. <laughs> is this another Tillman situation? <laughs> Spillman, first of all. Jizzle James is a back is a is a basketball player. Okay. James is a pretty common last name. That's a, a large <laughs> jump to make. Jizzle, not a common first name. I can't. I don't know. How well, there's no that. way that's his Christian name, right? So, DeColdest Crawford got a deal with an HVAC company, not Airsurf, so who cares? But he got a, a deal, and, and the people were like, oh, if you have a name like this, you've got to get an NIL deal like this. And I, all I thought was, oh, no. What type of NIL deal could a guy named Jizzle James get? <laughs> And then I became, I, I, despite the jokes that would be made, the, the, the C-minus jokes that every rival fan would make, I was like, we've got to get Jizzle James. I, I don't, he seems good. We need point guards. What? Jizzle James, son of Edron James down to three schools. Why do you think he was a running back then? Because his dad was Edron James. Well, that, okay, that makes sense. I don't know how I knew that. I, I must have seen it somewhere at some point. He, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I had to it. He's from Florida. I didn't know that. So he cut his list of three over the weekend. His birth name is Edron James Jr. Okay. okay. On, how did you get to Jizzle? That's because when you said that, I was like, there's no way that's his Christian name. On my birthday, no less, <laughs> Jizzle James trims his list of schools to three LSU, Georgia, and then cutting deep with Cincinnati. Oh. We're out of the Jizzle You had me on the. That's the first time in life. Uh, you had me just on the edge when you were about to do that third school. I was like, come on, come on, say it, say it, say it. Oh, oh. No jizzle. I mean, what does Cincinnati have that, that the opera jizzle that we don't? Coney's. I mean. You tell me you want to play for West Miller. Are they, wor- <laughs> are they worried we bringing a guy named Jizzle and all the whole, like, Katina Powell stuff's going to come back up again? Man. <laughs> Texas, well, you, you can- imagine if Jizzle James was part of that recruiting scandal? <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Like, the jokes would be so obvious. <laughs> If I'm him, I, I take it back. I want him. If I'm Jizzle James, I never go to a place like Louisville because the jokes would just follow him yeah. around forever. Like every UK fan in the world would just like it would just it'd be a distraction. Texas, well, UK does have a hell of a punter. <laughs> do they? They always do. Do you remember that? The, I think I've told you this before. I'll never forget. What my favorite was my uncle. He gets so hammered during UK games, and rightfully so as a UK fan because they sucked. But like they had the punter's name was Jimmy Carter. <laughs> and I guess, and they come out there, Uncle Bill. Hey, look at that guy. He's got a leg like a tree trunk. He's out there nine times a quarter. What do you expect? He's all pro, man. Texas says, if long snappers aren't getting NIL deals with Snapple and Slim Jim, then those brands are leaving marketing money on the table. Is Snapple still a thing? Yes. Still out there. Not as big as it was like in the 90s. but it's Oh, yeah. It's, it's past it's like Seinfeld Prime when it was... Texture says the snap off sponsored by Snapple. Now, if we're gonna do this, one starter, one NIL deal. Snap off. Snap off. What about like there's other like what about um No 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 the only there can only be one. This is like Highlander. <laughs> you win the starting yeah, job. But there was like nine Highlanders in the end. There can only be one. <laughs> you win the starting job, you get the Snapple NIL deal. Or the Slim Jim. What about snap bracelets? Those are slap bracelets. By the way, when I was growing up, I always thought it was snap it to a Slim Jim, which made no sense. Isn't I, it? No, it's snap into a Slim Jim. Snap, yeah. But I, I thought it was snap it oh, to a Slim Jim. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I was a dumb kid. Well, no. Then we get much smarter as an adult. But, but. Yeah, not really. But I got older and I was like, <laughs> eh, that makes a lot more sense. 
Texture says, is Trevor responsible for the butthole surfers trending? That was what I was saying when you said there was when I told you there was a band trending. That's what it was, was butthole surfers. Oh. I remember the band. Do you remember the band? The only thing I'm, I honestly, I couldn't tell you. I'm, I couldn't name you one of their songs. They had one song that was semi popular, I think, when I was in like seventh grade. And just the, the, the goofy kid in me was like, hey, their name but Butthole Surfers. Right, of course. And Bare I, Naked yeah, Ladies. I can't, yeah, I can't remember. I don't even remember what song. It was a song that was semi popular. It was like kind of, it would play on like QMF too or whatever, you know, the, the, it would play the, the, the modern rock songs, but. I don't even remember what it was. I can't tell you anything else about them. Other than their name was funny. I, I honestly couldn't name a song. I, yeah. But I'm, I'm aware of their existence because how could you not be? I just, I, that's still, and I can't even tell you this again. I can't even tell you the song it was, but I know they had one that was semi mainstream popular back in like 94, maybe. Texas says TK is adamant that he's awful at golf, but will fight anyone who says he can't pole vault. Well, I mean, it's a very fair test. I'm not also trying to claim I'm good at pole vaulting either, but I can accomplish it. Can you accomplish golf? Yeah, but I'm not any good at it. I mean, I mean, can I play a whole game? I mean, it would take me. There's no way I'd get to the show in time. That's do you think case. you could clear a bar with a pole vault? I still, I, I, I'm not to dive down. This oh no, again, no, no. But you think you could like get up in the air? I think, I think I could at least get my feet off the ground. I mean, maybe you, you can get your feet. You can just jump and get your feet off the ground. Well, I mean, you don't need a pole vault to do that. You can, you know, I'm not. That's true. It is. Then again, you see me jumping. My feet aren't like, I mean, I guess technically they are off the ground, but. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can get a piece of paper underneath there. It's got, it's got, a, it's got a serious Junior One Palacios like vertical, yeah. Texas is kind of rude of Coach Tad to do the show at Chris Mack's favorite spot. Well, now Stat's a Roosters guy too. I know Mack kind of, for whatever reason, Roosters became synonymous with Chris Mack, but Satterfield, he's a Roosters guy himself. All UVL coaches, for whatever reason, are big Roosters guys. Why wouldn't they? Roosters is awesome. Roosters is great. Make it out there. I would, if I was feeling a little better today, I'd get some Roosters maybe. Uh, Texas says, Young Gravy's whole thing is that he loves MILFs. He's a big mother lover. Cool, <laughs> cool, man. Like, young Gravy. Is that, <laughs> is that really a, I mean, is that, a, is that, is that, is that considered a fetish? To it, have, it's more of a preference. Yeah, I don't think it's a fetish. Young, I, I, stop sending me email links to stories about Young Gravy. <laughs> Viral romance. Where's he from? I don't care. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> How, why, why would you expect me to know where Young Gravy was from? I didn't know his name five minutes ago. I still am curious if you're making him up or not. Texas says he's right. Uh, Jizzle is Edrin's kid. He has a brother, a twin brother named Edrin Junior. Oh, I oh okay, maybe that's where I was confused. Well, then he says, oh, I guess it's the same person. Yeah. <laughs> twins, the same person. Uh, I had to have seen that somewhere. There's no other way I would know that. Yeah. I must have seen a tweet or something somewhere on my timeline. Texas, Mike, I loved your post this morning, but I got to say, I was hoping the last thing that you said in it was, Scott, you got to go beat Syracuse. Yeah, what, what post is that? I didn't know. I wasn't going to bring this up unless people brought it. I, I kind of, I put it out there today, and I mean, we've talked about that show more than we, I've talked about it anywhere else about, like, dealing with long COVID for the last yeah. few months and kind of just let everybody with football if starting. If we officially established that's what it is. I mean, the yeah. doctors still, they have mystery. I mean, I mean, the doctors don't know. I mean, they're like, it's, it's symptoms. We're like, we can't, we don't know anything. I'm like, yeah, thanks. I mean, if we anything, can that. we name in this after, after you in the, in the long run? I haven't had it longer than a lot of people. So <laughs> the Rutherford there'd probably be some, some OG long haulers. Somebody in Wyoming is like, I've got Rutherford COVID. I've had it since January. <laughs> we should start naming the variants. Like, kinder names i think it'd be a lot like ba5 sounds terrible it's like oh, i got a bad case of like james 
Make, it just would be more funny. It'd be more fun. <laughs> name, name, name diseases like cherry cola. Stay away from Trevor. <laughs> very contagious. Very elusive. Uh, but I've been I did, diagnosed with buttered popcorn. So I, be, because the sports season is starting, and you know, not everybody listens to every episode of the show or any episode of the show. Some people because they're losers, heathens out there. Um, <laughs> who don't appreciate art? <laughs> don't listen to the show sometimes. That's a great word to pull out. I've heard with football starting and, and you know the, you know the the rigors about to ramp up when it comes to what I do for I like sports seasons. Typically, I, I thought I you know I'm honest with people who followed me and followed the website and followed the show and have allowed me to turn this into a professional career. So I kind of put out there everything that I've been dealing with, and I didn't want to do it. Like to be quite frank, like I I. I don't like talking about it. I think you know this. I don't, I don't like talking about it. I feel very vulnerable, and I am not comfortable doing that. And it's, it's, it's a weakness. It's something that I need to get better at. My whole life, I mean, my mom will tell you this. Like, when I was going through stuff, I would just say, like, I'm fine. You know, and, and then I make some sort of, like, D-minus joke and move on with my day. It's kind of how I handled stuff. And this is the first time in my life where I've not been able to, like, I'm fine my way through something, which sucks. Because um, I'm clearly not. But I put it all out there, and... The response has been overwhelming. Like everybody just saying very nice things, and it all it, it, it. I posted it. I immediately felt like it was a mistake. I got very sad, and then had this kind of cathartic deal. It was kind of like when I talked about it for the first time on the radio show, where like it's not, I'm very uncomfortable doing it, and then when it's over, I just I feel better just getting it out there, just putting it out into the ether, putting it out into the world, and and letting people know this, regardless of how they're going to feel about it. And so many people have sent me messages saying something along the lines of like, I've been dealing with something similar. Um, I've been kind of reticent to talk about it too. Thank you so much for doing it. Also, like I've really enjoyed hearing people say like, I had this, I dealt with it for five months, six months, nine months, a year and a half. And finally I've gotten better. Or I did get better a, few, a while ago. Like that stories like that always make me feel better, but I put it out there and it would have been so much better. The text was right. If I'd ended with Scott, <laughs> You got to go beat Syracuse. I agree. This is man. This is long. It is. I mean, I you know, I, it's been. I'm gonna. I'll skim it. You don't need to read it right now. Yeah, you, you don't need to read it. Period. But I was uh, texting with during the break. David Paget texted me. He was reaching out and just Never saying, text yeah, me. Hope you're feeling good. And then we both agreed that there's only one person to blame for all this. It's Kenny Klein. When when Kenny announced his retirement. <laughs> no, no. Ken, Kenny's to blame for nothing. When for, Kenny announced his retirement, no. it was right around the time when my symptoms hit the fan. It's right around when I started getting really bad, and I'm. I can put two and two. The man broke my heart. We talked about Joe Paterno's heart being broken when he lost his job. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Kenny Klein gave me long coat. I mean, I, the problem is, is I can't put any, I can't blame Kenny for anything negative. Well, it's happened. No, I mean, Ken, Kenny is no, that's no. I'm, if you want, if you want, you want to throw some blame towards Mac or Vince or, you know, some, that's fine. Neely, go ahead. Kenny. But Ken, no, Kenny does no wrong. Ruined my health. Broke my heart. Killed my health. What he did. Then again, I guess if it's not Kenny's fault, most people are just going to blame me anyway. All he had to do is keep working. I don't think that is, I'm asking too much. All I'm asking is this man to work himself to death so that I can live. And he wouldn't do it. I thought it was love. You broke my heart, Kenny. <laughs> I, I guess because I went to your account, I guess. It's, does anybody ever really think Two and a Half Men was funny? Oh, from Kendrick Askins? Like, I never got that show to begin with. Not funny, and also Kendrick called uh, Steve Carell, I believe, Pete He Carroll. does, yeah, he calls him Pete Carroll. Yeah, I, like, I, I saw it, I was like, Kendrick, <laughs> come on, man. My favorite episode was when Lindell White, the dinner party episode. <laughs> <laughs> the dinner party is maybe the best, one of the best oh, episodes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. 
Text says, uh, Mike, that was a very well thought out uh, Twitter post regarding long COVID by you. Many folks really appreciate reading your thoughts on it all, much of which you've already shared here to your radio listening family. But as you said, not out to the masses. The only after effect I'll be looking out for is <laughs> you vocally supporting BBN and saying, go cats. Then I'll know it'll be time for you to shut it down for a while. Well, that's not happening. Well, this show isn't for the masses? <laughs> well, <laughs> not everybody listens to sports radio. If they do, I'm sure they're listening to 1450 The Big Eye. Uh, Texas, Trevor, accomplish isn't the same as try. Wait, 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 wait a minute. No. That, that depends. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Like, he's talking about the Paul Ball thing, right? I assume so. Or golf or mostly pretty much anything else in my life. Uh, it, you can you can accomplish. Trying is somewhat. Is like, if you're t- if your your goal is to try it, then by trying it, you are accomplishing it, right? Well, anybody can try. It's like saying, like, anybody can shoot. Well, no, I mean, there is... Dude, I'm a three-point shooter. Well, no, I mean, well, first of all, maker. I mean, it's it, when it comes to the pole vault or golf or anything else, I'm a do or do not. There is no try. Well, then that's not accomplishing something, unless I'm, you actually do it. I'm, ac- I'm accomplishing the attempt. I never said I was going to actually get over the pole. I said I could, I could, do, I could do a pole vault. This whole thing started because you said, I could pole vault. Yeah. That's like saying I could shoot from half court. Like, yeah, anybody can try. Okay, there you go. I might not make it. And now you know why I've been confident on my in my stance. I can run a marathon. Well, now that 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 I probably can't do. Well, you can't do it, but you can't pole vault either. <laughs> I have a better chance of trying to pole vault than you're running a marathon. You but you could try. You could take two steps and that you tried to run a marathon. <laughs> Same exact thing. Texture says to me it sounds like uh someone Kenny is really close to with, say, like Purvis Ellison or someone like that is telling his kids to go to KY uh, instead. I mean, that's actually he's talking about Kenny Payne's thing from yesterday. Yeah, I don't think did did you say Purvis Ellison's name or I don't think I did. I did either. not because because that was the thing I got hung up on was he mentioned something about like twenty years. But he's but Purvis like again he's on Purvis longer than that. But yeah. he's known Purvis longer than that, and Purvis wouldn't be recruiting for anybody else. He's he was. No, but Purvis... He was specifically saying somebody is actively recruiting against him. Somebody's going to these kids and saying, why would you go to Louisville? There's going to be on probation. You don't think that's Purvis that could say that? No. I mean, I don't know. I mean... I guess it could be. I mean, I, mean, I know he hasn't been... A, when's the last time has he had an affiliation with the university to come back? He hasn't. Yeah, exactly. He came back for, I think, the... He was back for the last game in Freedom Hall. I think that's the only time he's been back okay. since, since then. He was not come back was- for the, the championship anniversary... He has not come back for any of the other stuff. Didn't come back for the Kenny Payne um, announcement. But he's, I mean, he's been talking more. He talks to Rick Bozen all the time. He's been more like. And we do know he has ties to several recruits that Lil was looking at. A lot. In the, currently and in the future, in the near future. I mean, I guess I, I was thinking about this more in terms of like a coach actively recruiting against Louisville by, by going to. I guess it could be purpose being like, you know, why would you go to Louisville to Isaiah Bradshaw or DJ Wagner? Yeah. But. Like you said, first of all, that would be longer than 20-year relationship. It would be. And I just I, – I can't imagine that he would do that. I'd like to hope not either, but you never not know. Not with Kenny here. I can see him – I mean, do we are, – are, are they buddy buddies that we know of? I mean, I know they obviously played together, but – Purvis also, I mean – That doesn't really mean anything. He also mean, lies – he straight up lied about what happened with Chris Mack when he was here. Remember he had the whole thing about, like, since Chris Mack's been here, he hasn't come – he hasn't talked to me about one of my kids. And there was a story from three years earlier about Chris Mack going and visiting the school, and, yeah, talk, remember, yeah. and Purvis Ellison being the one who was like, "Yeah, I was with Chris Mack today, and he was visiting with this with so and so." Like that was just a straight lie. Could just forgot. Yeah, I could have. Long COVID. <laughs> 
Does does Purvis still have the uh, the? Is he back to the the bullets box cut, or is he is he still sporting the uh, the Celtics dreads? No, he's he's box cutting. He's box cutting. Okay, good. He's cleaned up. I he's, never I never thought he looked good with those dreads. He's an AU guy. Texas says, um, "Can you see Patino eating at Roosters?" No. <laughs> come on. Why not? Rick Patino doesn't go to Roosters. Oh, come on. He's can't. There's no way. Rick Patino doesn't eat anywhere where you're not required to wear a coat. Why would you need to wear a coat? At a restaurant. Why? There are some restaurants that require you to wear coats. Is their AC broken? No. Are you, are you not aware of this? At some restaurants, if you show up without a coat, they'll have one for you. They'll make you wear it. Those are the establishments that Rick Patino Isn't it with. like, so it's like like shoes at a bowling alley? Yes. Exactly. going <laughs> to give you rent a coat? Yes. Those are the places where Rick Patino's eating. He's not going to Roosters. Have you ever been to a place that required a coat? Yeah. Example. Um, Show your work. The Pine Room in Dayton requires a coat. What about locally? I don't think. I've never been. I, I, and I, I kid because I have heard like. And the only reason I know this is because I just always remember the. I don't know why I remember this, but like the. Uh, what's the uh, Phil Collins album? It's called No Jackets. Uh, Jackets Required or something like that. It's because it was mm-hmm. something based on one of those incidents. I don't think I've been to one of those. I've never actually been to a restaurant that just like I walk in and like you have to have a coat on. No. I mean, even like we went to Jack Fry's, which is my favorite restaurant in Louisville over the weekend, and there was some like you know, th- there was a, a mixed match of attire. Like most people were dressed up like semi casually, but there also were some guys sitting in the bar wearing like Hawaiian shirts and shorts. I mean, when you say coat, I mean can it be like a starter jacket? I guess maybe if you want to like get into I, a lawsuit deal. I mean, if you want to like be, you know. Have you seen the Friars Club episode of Seinfeld? I have, I have, and they Same still, yeah, they still they, this is well, this is a moose on it. Yeah. Whoops, they took the wrong jacket. Texas Patino loves rallies. Come on. <laughs> Texas I, says there's a Seinfeld episode about a restaurant that requires a jacket. Texas says hasn't Trevor seen the episode where they go to the yes, Friars the Club Friars and Club, yeah. jacket. Everybody's on the same page here. I love but it. But the Friars Club is like an actual like a club itself. I mean Texter also brings up the fact when, I'm about when, like a restaurant. when Kenny Payne got hired, Purvis Ellison went on record and said Kenny Payne has all my support. Like he was I can't imagine it yeah, was Purvis Ellison. He also said he didn't we brought up the Mac incident though, so who knows? I mean True. I still it's one thing to do it to Chris Mack, who he had no ties with before. It's another to do it with a guy that you played with and you know, won a national championship with. Yeah. I think it's just... And you would hope to thank her. I can't imagine friends. it was I, mean, I don't know, yeah. I know he's got beef with L. I can't... Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine this. Texas I mean, Trevor has no idea what you mean by jacket. He thinks it's an actual coat. No, he doesn't. He's he's, he's making jokes. Just a little bit, yeah. But, but you call it... I mean, what, a jacket and a coat, aren't they not the same thing? No. What's the difference? Sport jacket. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but a jacket is a coat. A jacket is a, coats are heavier than jackets. I mean, it's like every 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 fingers a, every every fingers uh, every yeah everything's a, every thumb is a finger, but not every finger is a thumb. Yeah, I mean, jackets are lighter than coats. Jackets like, like on a, a brisk day, you wear a jacket. That'd be a windbreaker. Coats like a winter coat. Okay. Yeah. Like the, like when 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 George has to knock over the liquor bottles in his coat. Sure. Once again, Saddam why saying, not? Saddam double parked. Why not? Uh, let's take a break. <laughs> when we come back, I'll talk about some positive men's basketball recruiting news. Ooh, I could use that. We, we could all use that. Uh, but we're going to remind you before we do take a break about our friends over at First Bankers Trust. Uh, they're here with us. We love having them aboard as a sponsor. We love the fact that they're going to make you invest in yourself. And the first step in investing 
is always trust. Make the first choice in wealth management with First Bankers Trust. They got you covered not only with investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, not just light financial planning, comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. If you want to know more, go to firstbankerstrust.com, where they always put trust first. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, some more to your text and then some positive basketball recruiting news. All that and more coming your way here on 1450 The Big X. TV, baby, 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 I get so high when I'm around you. I totally forgot about this song. Oh, this was my favorite uh, practice song. You make my temperature rise. making me high. Here we go. Baby, 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 baby. I, I love how of. they hide the fact she's like four foot ten in this video by putting her like the camera angles are so great. Beautiful woman. Oh, gorgeous. My favorite. I got three toes. You ready for a fantastic transition? Yeah. I can't think about Tony Braxton without thinking about my dad. My dad when when he would like. I don't know how this transition wait, wait is, it. but I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for when this. I was probably like ages like eleven to fourteen. My dad would always, you know, he was driving us, he, me specifically, like I was always playing a sport. He was dri- always would drive me to practice, to and from practice, then back home, like whatever I was going on. Like my dad was always driving me. And he had one, like this, he learned how to make a mix CD, I guess, and made like one mix CD or had somebody make it for him and just played it on a repeat. It's all he ever listened to. It may have even been a tape back in the day, but it had like. Could have been. It had a bunch of songs that like like Al Stewart, You're the Cat. It had a bunch of like Jackson Brown. It had um, you love Jackson Brown. I love Jackson Brown uh, too. Rightfully so. And, and I think it had like um, Chuck Berry, like a bunch of stuff when he was Chuck from Berry. when he was growing up. And then not Marvin, not Marvin, Chuck. Multiple times, he I guess he accidentally put it on there twice. He had "Unbreak My Heart" by Tony Braxton <laughs> Good because song he, too. he loved the song so much. He's like, she's a great voice. It's a fantastic uh, song, but it was on there twice. And it was just such a stray from the rest of the music. Say you love me again. Whenever I hear Tony Braxton, I think of my dad. And driving around in his old uh, his old Supra back in the day. <laughs> Loved it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good. Shout out to the men's soccer team, by the way, last night. <laughs> nice segue to that one, too. Louisville men's soccer. 2-0 now in the young season. We mentioned last week they opened up the year with a 3-1 to win over number 10, St. Louis. St. Louis sucks. Lat- St. Socket Billikens. Last night, uh, they played back at home against Bellerman. They pull off a 3 to nothing victory to move to 2-0 and in the young season. Props to the cards. Props to John Michael Hayden. First time they have started a season 2-0-0 since 2018. Let's get it going. Let's get it rolling. Let's go. Let's go. Um, other news, volleyball. They're about to take on Western Kentucky, who's been a very good program in recent years. They were a number one national seed a couple of years ago when Louisville knocked them out of the NCAA tournament. They will play in Bowling Green tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Uh, Hilltoppers are ranked number 22 in the country. Louisville moved up a spot to number three in this week's national poll. Cards once again chasing a national title. We love that. Cards should recruit Tyra. She was she was killing it for uh, Dylan last night. I thought everything's a Friday Night Lights reference now. <laughs> Until, I mean, how, so how many seasons? It's five seasons, right? Five seasons, correct. 
So do you think I'll be done with it what, by end of next week? I'm surprised you haven't gone faster, to be honest. Well, I had to slow. This weekend was a little slowed down because of fantasy drafts. And then you got sick. Plus, you got to remember, I mean, it's, it's it's an hour long. So, I mean, even for me doing like yeah, half but you a... you watched Game of Thrones like a week and a half. Yeah, that's true. Come on. I mean, I need to speed up a little bit. You're right. I mean, I can't, I guess... I do take breaks sometimes with Friday Night Lights. I'll switch over and watch like an SVU or something else, or okay, you know, something something in between to, to kill the okay the monotony. Okay, uh, Texas, imagine that you're making me high as Trevor's favorite Tony Braxton song. <laughs> it's a good. I mean, I'm breaking my heart. That was her first one, I think. Right? Was it? I think that was her first single. These were these were both on the same album, I believe, though. Too. I could be wrong though. Yeah. Um. Did you see Texas says, did you see that Lynn Bowden got cut by the Dolphins? Uh, I had not seen it, but not surprised. I'm, I mean, because they went out and signed, they, I think they went out and signed like guys like Cedric Wilson and stuff. So not I mean, surprised based on the fact that he was injured for all of last year and didn't do that much when he got a shot. Yeah. But if you would have told me a couple of years ago, and maybe I'm just forever jaded by watching him do whatever he wanted to against my favorite team uh, back in, uh, what was that, 2020? I, I would have thought that he would have found a, a spot for himself in the NFL. Yeah, but you got to remember, you saw him basically his his the highlight of his collegiate career was being just an athlete behind a really good offensive line. Yeah, but usually you can find a spot for those guys somewhere. And I guess he was kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none. Sort of like Reggie Bonifon, where he was good at everything, yeah, yeah. but not elite at one specific thing. And when and you you're had, in the NFL, you got to be elite at something. And you had, a, like I said again, you had a line for him that had, what, three of those five guys get drafted? They were good. I mean, we, one, we, one's, we learned one, that. one's on the Lions right now. I mean, so. Um, but also, Lamar Jackson liked a tweet of himself in a Dolphins jersey today. What does it mean? He's going to be raging soon. Ooh. I mean, he could join. Ooh. Putting that pressure on. Him and Teddy going down there together in Miami. Now, Lamar Jackson, he was never Would you be above. okay with Teddy and Lamar in the same, in the same, uh, on the same team together? Are you kidding me? I'd have to root for him. It'd be He's great. to be a Dolphins fan. Kind of. Like a secondary Dolphins fan. Um, <laughs> now, Lamar, people forget this. Like, Lamar... He's not above getting a little petty on Twitter. When he was battling with Kyle Bolin. Oh, yeah. He put Roush in his place one time. Did he? Well, I mean, that, that Roush deserved it. <laughs> Roush claims he won the battle, but he he didn't. He actually lost. I don't even remember what it was, but I remember I just remember thinking Roush was dumb. It was about the fumble. Oh, yeah. He Which took, is always he, dumb. He took a fumble joke, and Lamar said something. I can't remember what Lamar said to him. Are you ready for a comparison? The Lamar fumble is to UK football fans as the watch shot is to Indiana basketball fans. <laughs> Actually, 100% true. Because Lamar dominated UK. Even in that game, Lamar's stats were outrageous. And he, everybody acts like, well, he played one time, and he like UK beat him. He played you three times, and he won twice, and almost single-handedly beat you the other two times. One of them, he put up like 300 yards and a half. And a half. Like, yeah. like, and then the, by the way, the next year, he like got into a fight with your team and like, got dapped up by one of your coaches and still lit your ass up on your home field. I mean, there's still some people that question whether that was even a fumble or not. Well, you, and I don't know anybody else. but uh, I do. Yeah. Then again, I also wonder if Sid Bream was actually safe or not. And also, it's not like Lamar <laughs> played terrible and UK won 17-13. to Like, it was 41-38. to He did more than enough to win that game. The issue was Todd Grantham knew it was leaving, and everybody knew he was leaving, and so people stopped playing after they got rolled by Houston. And then they just set on the clock until they kicked the field goal to win the game. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, don't get me wrong, it was a not good moment for Lamar, but UK fans act like that's the, it's like Indiana fans who act like that's the only time they played Kentucky that season. You got your ass beat in the Sweet 16. That should matter more than winning a game at home. 
It's a great comparison. Of the, 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 the Lamar fumble as the Kentucky fans was the watch shot is to Indiana fans. I think the only difference is pe- more people nationally know, remember the watch shot. No one remembers the fumble. Whenever Lamar gets mentioned, there's like one UK fan who's like, oh, what about this game? And nobody outside of Lexington has any idea no. what the hell they're talking about. They don't remember that Lamar ever lost to UK. Because why would you care? <laughs> he won the Heisman. It's UK. Stop. Uh, Texas, did you just call Giselle Jizzle? Maybe, but we're talking about Jizzle James. Giselle, isn't it the, the model? Yeah, Tom Brady's wife. Somebody told me uh, Lila Garrity dated D- Derek Jeter. She did. Oh, did she? Like right after that show got popular. Really? Right she was. Yeah, they did it for a while. Um, Texas does TK channel John Belushi and eat some little chocolate donuts before pole vaulting. One of the best <laughs> SNL commercials of all time. I don't think I've seen that. You never seen Little Chocolate Donuts? No. John, Bel- I- John Belushi's like an Olympian when he's training, and he's like, it's like, it's like a, sort of like a Wheaties commercial. How have I never seen? I oh, love. So good. I mean, I worship. There's I mean, only one thing that gets me going in the morning. You're talking about Little is, Chocolate Donuts. This has got to be what seventy since SNL circa seventy five, seventy six. It's old. Yeah, I mean Belushi was only on it until like seventy seven. Little Chocolate. I mean, it's it's. One of their most fam- more famous like commercial. I can't believe I don't know that. I mean, I I know the early years very well, and I don't, for some reason that's eluded me. Very easy to find. I just I just found it right there. I'll look it up. You have to watch it during the break. Yeah, nineteen seventy seven, November of seventy seven. That would have been yeah. I think it was. I think it's when he left was seventy seven. But I might be wrong. Little chocolate donuts. It's classic. <laughs> uh, Texas says, "Wait, no." Uh, Texas, the name um, popular was the name of the po- of the song by the Butthole Surfers. Wait, no, that was not a surf. Pepper was the Butthole Surfers song. Pepper. That sounds about right. I knew, again, it wasn't like number one hit, but it was semi-mainstream. Texas, when Nebraska lost on Saturday, my first thought was they might pull Stoops from Kentucky after the season. It's I'm telling you. Uh, I'd be a little worried. Make that guy happy. He's clearly not happy. I mean, he's not happy. Nebraska's not happy. Seems like a... Despite what you may think for younger, Nebraska, yes, is a better program and football team than, than Kentucky is. And also, like they've been trying to make like the sexy new coach hire with like the exciting offense and having a whole lot of like soups is just slow but steady and maybe that's what you need like old school nebraska football like big offensive linemen running it down your throat reliable for a long time and maybe at a place with a heightened level of facilities a heightened level of history he can go from a guy that can you know, do the unthinkable by winning nine ten games at kentucky and get back to winning 11 12 in nebraska that's so, your, that's your line of thought at least if you're a nebraska was fan. it plenty to frost or did have somebody in between i'm forgetting about Oh, there was somebody between them. I thought there was too, and I'm gonna remember who it was. Um. Oh my. Oh God, Mike Riley. I totally forgot about him. I would never oh, remember my that name. Lord, I forgot they hired him. Go Beavers. What a horrible hire. Yeah, Mike Riley, and then Barney Cotton was the interim after yes, Pelini got fired. Barney Cotton. Barney Cotton. If you, I mean, if I wasn't looking at that right now in my face, I'd, I would, be, I'd I would, be. You're I, lying. I would have thought Barney Cotton got made up. You are completely lying. Yeah, that is, is that is that the Christian name for Young Gravy? Where's Barney Cotton right now? <laughs> I wonder if it's actual person. Barney Cotton is. You think it was just Bo Pelini and, and Rachel Marks mask? Barney Cotton. Um, <laughs> Is not coaching anywhere. His last job, you'll love this, was uh, at UNLV as the offensive coordinator. Hey, UNLV won this week and very handily. They did. Aiden Robbins. Robbins had like uh, two touchdowns. Yeah, they had like fifty-seven yards rushing. He didn't. His yards per carry were not, was not. Good. Yeah, he had like fourteen carries, I think, for like fifty yards or something. But he didn't mention. I want to say he had like ten for twenty-four. I thought, but he scored <laughs> twice. That's all that matters. This guy was in Nebraska for a long time. He got to pull the. They, they do the thing where like you after you score a touchdown, you get to pull the. Uh, slot machine lever on the sidelines. Do you really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. He had 10 carries for 35 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, I was way off on yards. Okay. Sorry. He's good. Uh, I mentioned good positive basketball news recruiting on the recruiting front. There was some, 
I guess, concern. Did you Wagner update? Not did you Wagner update, but another uh, acronym first name. AJ Johnson, who is the oh yeah, kind of become the point guard of du jour for Louisville, made the huge leap over the summer from unranked, uh, not unranked, but like top forty. What? Isn't Dijon a mustard? Dijon means up the day. Oh. Isn't that a mustard, though? No, you're thinking of Dijon. Oh, okay. Go on. A.J. Johnson made the jump from, like, number 40 to a top 10 prospect across the board. And it had long been considered that he was going to be taking a visit to Louisville. He just hadn't announced. And then I think it was Rivals or 247. One of these sites is always messing stuff up. They put out his official visit list. He had four schools, and Louisville was not on it. And Louisville fans freaked out a little bit. And so they had to go back and clarify. They're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) By the way, we forgot. AJ Johnson's going to go be at, at Louisville Live on October, whatever that is, 21st. Homecoming right. weekend. He'll be there. The article has been updated. We're good. This was a uh, zagsblog.com. What are you doing, Zagoria? Oh, come on, Zag. It's not Zag himself. It's Jacob. Uh, oh, okay. It's okay. Who works for him, but it's on Zag's blog. Well, I only can assume that. that- that Zags had like some kind of like frisbee event going on. He just he, he loves the frisbee. He does loves it. The only thing he loves more than frisbees is like jam band concerts. He, he loves that in tennis. I love tennis too. He does. <laughs> I do follow him for the tennis updates every now and then. Serena Williams, by the way, playing in her last U.S. Open, advanced last night. What was is it you that tweeted something? I saw someone did a tweet about how. Like 20 oh, years yeah. ago on this Pujols. day. 21 yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's amazing. Pujols homered last night, and Serena Williams won in the U.S. Open. Exactly 21 years ago uh, on this uh, yesterday, the August 29th, Pujols had homered, and Serena Williams advanced in the U.S. Open. Because Serena's the younger one, right? She's the younger one. Because I remember when Venus came. I remember Venus hit the scene huge. She was big, and then Serena pretty quickly. Like I was in high school. I feel school, like Serena, Serena kind of snuck in a little bit, though. She was not as hyped, but then she very quickly took over. Yeah, became the better sister. Because it was always, and again, you being the tennis guy would know this better than I do. That just that me being modest though might be a better example of knowing this. Because yeah, Venus was like huge. Like it was. I remember reading about Venus Williams in Sports Illustrated for kids back when I used yeah, to get it. She yeah, was like she, 13, 14. Well, she was, she was like, like a Tiger Woods of, of she tennis. Was the I tennis mean, prodigy. Yeah. She had the hair. Everybody knew about yep. her. So, like, you knew she was coming for a long time. Like, you, you'd heard about her from like age 11, 12, 13. Exactly. And when she turned pro, she was this big deal. And then she was winning at a high level. And then it was like, bang. Oh, yeah. She's also got a sister. And then a year later, it's like, oh, yeah. Her sister's the best player in the world. Yeah. She, she did kind of come under the radar a little bit. She did. That quickly changed. And uh, I, felt, yeah. I always kind of felt bad for Venus because very quickly, she went from like, like you, like you said, like the Tiger Woods to like, oh yeah, Tiger Woods has a little brother who's, by the way, better than yeah. he is. <laughs> it's like if Slash Stallone was like doing Rocky Three and he finds out Frankie was just a better, bigger star. Here comes Lion Woods. He, <laughs> yeah. He's winning the Masters by six shots at age Lion. at age sixteen. Did you say Lionel. Lion. Oh, <laughs> I got <him> Lionel. <laughs> Lionel would be an odd was, choice if you're was, trying to keep with the I was name. thinking Lionel from like the Jeffersons. That's what I just pictured. I don't know why. But AJ Johnson will be at Louisville Live. Uh, the tracker's been updated. Good. Thanks to Travis Branham for fixing that. that Thank you, story. Travis. Yeah, we love Even though it. your name Travis, it's not as good as Trevor, but it's okay. It's okay. AJ. We still like you. If you want some NIL stuff. We can make something happen. Yeah, you don't, don't, but just don't ask Coach Payne. Don't listen to the coach. Go to, go to, talk Tre- to Trevor's going to make something happen. You, you, you call me up, hit me up, slide in my DMs. I got that swag for you. He's got that swag. Um, Scooter Dingus texted him, by the way. Up, Scoots. He said, I take the odds Trevor finishes a marathon before successfully pole vaulting. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
Because you could Webster a marathon. Remember when Webster ran in a marathon? That episode, it took him like all night. It could take you a day to do a marathon. But you, but you could do it. I was curious what you meant by Webster. You could Webster it. How do I remember that episode? That's a you reference. <laughs> well, I was when you said it, my mind went to the went to Emmanuel Lewis, but I was like, no, my, no, me. He's probably talking about something else. Yeah, it was it was an episode of Webster. He ran a marathon, but it took him like it was like night. He was like the last one to finish, but he finished for God's sake. And that could be. Well, you. I mean, I could. You I, could never pull vault. How long? How far is a marathon? Uh, was it twenty three point two miles? Twenty three miles? Yeah. Like <laughs> shock on your face. Can I stop and nap and like finish the next day? That's what twenty six. I take it back. Twenty six point two miles is a marathon. Even worse than what I originally thought. Twenty six point two miles. I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, that's like. But I don't you could know. do it. It would just take you like a day. You can walk it. No, a day. No, that's that's a couple days. But you could do it. Like I, that's, that's that's just strange for me to drive that far. You could do it though. Is the point twenty six miles? You could walk. It would take you a couple days, but you would finish. You could finish. I'd be like Forrest you Gump going never, across the country. You could never successfully pole vault. Twenty six miles. I mean, you might as well give me a week off. Texas. Imagine Trevor pole vaulting similar to the gymnastic handstand scene in old school. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, <laughs> 26 miles? 26.2. Oh, because you got it to the point two out there. Got to the point two. Because to be honest with you, once what if you get to 26 and you're like, I'm done. I can't do it's it like anymore. A point I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and they screw you. <laughs> he died at mile 26. I mean, that's... How far could I go before I take a break? Like, I don't know, 500 feet maybe? If you started walking, I'm not, I'm not expecting you to run at any part of this. Well, good. You keep those expectations right at that level. Are you are you asking me how long you I think you could run before you would? No, a break? I, no, I I can already tell you, you that you could walk a mile before you need a break. It might take you twenty five minutes, but you could you could walk it as you cough horribly off mic. I mean, I got to take cigarette breaks. But again, you could accomplish all those things. It would just take you a long time. You'd be you wouldn't be happy about it. It wouldn't be the best time of your life. But you could actually do it. <laughs> In fact, it'd be the comp- <laughs> It'd be the worst thing. Like, but you—it's an—it's an achievable goal. Walking a marathon, you could do. You could never clear a pole vault. I don't care what the height is. You could never do it. Oh, now I'm kind of curious. I mean, you also said I could be hypnotized, and you couldn't find anybody brave enough to try. But I, th- I thought you could. You said I could, yeah, but no one, everyone knew, and all the hypnotists were afraid to to come and challenge me. They were. You're right. Because they knew they, they were. They, yeah, I knew they, they. They knew. They knew what I've been saying all along. That's a fraud. It's not a fraud. It's malarkey. Uh, the other six. Real quickly miles? before we go to break. The other basketball recruiting news. I, I knew. Uh, not just AJ Johnson. I wanted to get this in there. Curtis Williams, four-star uh, power forward. He also has set a commitment date. To, uh, he set a commitment date. September 19th is when he's going to announce his commitment. His final three schools now, Louisville, Providence, and Xavier. Texas says, where are our chances we get Curtis Williams? I feel good about that one. I think that's the one you look at. If you feel good right now about anybody in the 2023 class, I think he's probably at the top of the list. Um, he's a top 60 guy. I feel good about him. I think that's the, that, that's the one that the staff feels like they've got a good in on. So you've got him, Caleb Glenn, who's a top 63 guy. If you land... If you if you have Glenn Williams and you're able to get AJ Johnson and another like four fringe top five star guy, I think that's a class that will satisfy. Most. It's not the star studded, multiple top ten guys class that a lot of people were hoping for, but it's a class that will satisfy Louisville fans expecting Kenny Payne to recruit near the top of of the sport. 
Sad spots to some, but if you don't have DJ on there, I mean, we've already discussed this. I mean, it's people will be there. Yeah. People will be not fully satisfied. You're good. You're gonna have. You're gonna have some, and and, and you're gonna have that that share group that be like, it looks positive, but it would look better if had DJ. My mom really wants you to watch Little Chocolate Donuts. She loves that skit. <laughs> she loves it. I know when I used to work at Wagner, I'd always uh, my aunt would always crack up because I worked in the, I'd work at the concession stand. I'd always do the cheeseburger line. Cheeseburger. 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 All right, let's take a break when we come back. A short show today because we've got Cardinal Insider and then Louisville Bass Baseball. So we're out of here at 5.30, but we got one more segment. We'll take your text at 502-414-1450. That's coming your way next here on the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. I do love this song though. Yeah, I wouldn't say I love it, but oh, I do. This was—I don't know why. This—I remember this song. I think he made when I was like about ten, maybe. No, I had a thing for Bonnie Raitt too. I thought she was hot. I thought she was. A, I, I had an odd attraction to Bonnie Raitt. As well. I did. Okay, good. It's not just me. It wasn't just you. All right, because I thought because because I don't know. Maybe it was the Annie Hall. Ain't Annie Hall, but uh, like the uh, Annie Potts thing, you know. I thought you were, I thought you were going with Little Orphan Annie. No, no. Which was going to make me very concerned. No, Annie Hall was hot too, hour. though. I mean, that was Diane Keaton back in seventy. She was pretty. Hot. I never thought Diane Keaton was attractive. I mean, I wouldn't take her out of bed unless she wants to sleep on the floor. I think she's gotten more attractive as she's gotten older. Is that weird? No, not too weird. Yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson finds it normal. like Diane Keaton in The Godfather not doesn't do anything for me. But Bonnie, Ray, I mean, Bonnie Ray's not a young spring chicken though. But I don't know. Some about I mean I don't know just. Plus, I always thought it was kind of cool, and every time you see her play the guitar, she had that big sliding thing on her finger. She did. That, like, I always thought that was really cool. And this song was just a good song. We, as I mentioned before the break there, we got an early show today. We're out of here at 5.30. We'll hand the reins over to Jody Deming with the Cardinal Insider. Then uh, 6.35 is going to be the first pitch tonight between the Louisville Bats and the Indianapolis Indians. Why are the why, why is Indianapolis allowed to be the Indians, but Cleveland can't? Uh, because... Uh, it doesn't bring attention to the the groups that really don't care about the name but want attention for themselves. Yeah, let's not go that far. I think, <laughs> I think there are some people who... I just, mean, if there was a reason that it would cause media attention, they'd go after it, but it doesn't, so they ignore it. What groups are you talking about? Just in general. Native pe- Americans? And people that... in them or anybody else who wants the name changed for whatever reason. I mean... I don't I think, think it has to be Native Americans. I think other people are involved in those groups, probably. I think there are, but I think the ones who deserve to be heard are the ones who are directly affected. Yeah. I'm surprised that the Indianapolis... like You'd think that would be like a... Because they're the, the the club team of Cleveland, correct? No, I don't even think they're the club team. No, they're uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, I think. Are they really? Yeah, they're not Cleveland. No. Is Columbus the, the Cleveland team, then? Yeah, that might be true, yeah. Because they're no longer New York. <sighs> Indianapolis is not... Cleveland, I'm pretty sure. They're, they're Pittsburgh. You're right. Yeah, I thought so. They used to be the Brewers. Okay. They're now Pittsburgh. So are they allowed to do it? Because you would think if Cleveland had to change their name, then all of, any teams that were below them that had the same name you would, think. would also be forced to change their name. But apparently nobody cares about the Pirates. It's AAA. Yeah, Pirates aren't that great either. Yeah, I was going to say, where, where's the shame in Pirates, too? 
Remember that whole like summer? Where's Leif Erikson at? Come on, he gets this man. This man's offended. The summer of the Somalian pirates. Like it was like a big story for it was like the summer of the shark where we focused on it for two months and then. Is that because Captain on. Phillips came out? <laughs> I think it was after that. Yeah, I've never seen that movie by the way. It's not that great. I didn't think they yeah, didn't really. You're fine. Okay, good. Well, thank you. You're not you're too shabby yourself. You're not missing anything. Uh, 502 is the Thor and Sex Line. We'll take some text here for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> That's or so. a really weird question, but I think I shouldn't. Yeah, maybe. maybe I mean. <laughs> struck your curiosity? Kind of. <laughs> you're gonna, Do you're I reserve not, the right to not answer it? You're, I don't think yes, because you won't. Okay, good. I don't know. Just me saying that, that I found Bonnie Raitt attractive. Like, who's the, <laughs> who's the one person that you find hot that you think people would be like, really? Oh, I, I know there's some. I mean, I'm sure. There, I mean, I, I get that with probably Potts and, and and Bonnie Raitt. I feel like I said one recently where I was like, I'm strangely attracted to her, and she's like, it's one of those people that I can recognize is not naturally beautiful, but for whatever reason, I have an attraction to. I think there are also some people that I I recognize are naturally beautiful that just don't do it for me. Well, that, that's true. Yeah, like, I get that. I think that Alicia too. Keys is very pretty, but I'm not attracted to her. Well, I mean, like I would I would acknowledge her hotness or attraction. It just would she wouldn't be in my. There's some that some people would probably say like they're. Like oh, I know one. Like, know. Beyonce's at the top of the pedestal, but she's not in probably my not top 50. I know who I was talking hot. about when I said it, and I can't say it on air. Oh, no. I, come on. I can't. I've got to tell you off air for reasons that will become evident when I when I tell you off air. It's in the show now, then. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I don't even know who I would say, to be honest with you. I just think about it really hard. There are lots. Does cartoons count? Sure. You know, because everybody thought Jessica Rabbit was hot. Everybody did. Clarice the Doe from Rudolph. Very attractive. Eyelashes. That's like interspecies erotica, man. Come on. I mean, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit isn't? She's at least part. She's a cart. No, she's just married to a rabbit. She's a human being, sort of. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I mean, sort of. I don't know. Then again, I always thought Gadget from the my Rescue Rangers was kind of. She did a little thing for me too. Texas says Trevor. Same. Texas says <laughs> Leaf Erickson was a Viking, not a pirate. Trevor, didn't we just talk about Leaf Erickson like last week? Oh well, Viking pirate. And you knew he was. How did you forget? You knew he was a Viking at the time. You called that correctly. I mean, Viking pirate. What really? What is the difference? <laughs> Texas says other uh, than ones in Pittsburgh and ones in Minnesota. <laughs> Texas get TK to do the mini marathon next year for charity. He might need a rascal scooter, but let's get it done. Would you do the mini marathon for charity? Depends. Is the charity to pay for my hospital bills after the marathon? So that's thirteen point one miles. That doesn't sound too many to me. Like, like I signed up for the mini one time. Like a mini marathon to me is like from where I'm sitting to where I'm parked outside. What would it take to get you to do the mini marathon? People would pay to see you do the mini marathon. It'd be a good charity fundraiser. Would you do it? I mean, what charity? Me. Okay. I mean, that's. I knew that was gonna be the my medical bills. I mean, you gonna you realize how I'm gonna be in the hospital after this? How long do you think it would take me to do 13 miles? How long do you think it would take me? Now, are we t- again, are you throwing me this point six at me as well, or we got actually- point one, thirteen point one? You got to have the point one. Well, it's half of twenty six point two. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> that's not a mini. That's a half. Mini should be like a third of, of a full. <laughs> <laughs> like, just- I think they went with that name just for the alliteration, not for any sort of literal definition. Well, they should, they should change their minds. I, I could do I the mini marathon would take me just a day or two. Maybe, no, I could do it in a day. You could do it in a day. I could do a mini marathon in a day. I'm trying to think of what like a like when I say a day, I'm like giving me 24 hours. If you died doing the mini marathon, I'd feel really bad. 
It's like we raised you? we raised four hundred dollars for the five hundred two circle collective, and it killed Trevor. I mean, can some of that go towards the coffin? I mean, Texas, you're walking outside, Trevor. You wouldn't need to take cigarette breaks. You could walk and smoke. I can't. I don't like walking and smoking. <laughs> that's, that's not weird. Like I, I maybe it's just me. Like I've never been one to like walk and smoke. Like I mean, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Even when I'm in the house, like I'll I'll leave this. I'll put the cigarette on the ashtray and like to go to the, like walk down the hallway to go to the bathroom or kitchen or whatever. Okay, well. I'm not a walking and smoking guy. Texas, we need a feel good Disney movie where Trevor gets healthy and in shape in order to achieve his lifelong goal of pole vaulting. <laughs> Soul vault. Soul vault. The Trevor Kelsey story. Soul vault. <laughs> the leap. <laughs> leap of faith. <laughs> Even though it's actually a movie title already, but we can do two of them. It's okay. Oh. I mean, can you imagine? A one man with a dream to lift himself up with a pole over a over a bar. Soul vault. <laughs> Coming this November. The feel good story of the summer. The feel good. <laughs> you'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll shake your head in pity. Uh, T.J. Walker texted in. Trevor couldn't walk 13 miles in 24 hours. Trevor, you haven't been one to walk and smoke because you don't walk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I can't. When I'm walking, I got to save that energy, that lung, that lung capacity for the walking bars. By the way, you did watch, much to my mother's delight, you did watch Little Chocolate Donuts during the break. I loved it. It was funny. Fantastic. The the cigarette's the best part. Where he's smoking while eating the donuts. He's sitting with the the box next to him and he's got that cigarette in his hand. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's terrific. Uh, Texas says, ne- uh, Bo Pelini, 2023, Nebraska head coach. I'm calling it. No, he's not going back to Bo. Pelini, like, really fell flat at it. Was it Youngstown State? Because I think he went to Youngstown State where Trestle was. Did he? And I think he, he did not do well there, yeah. Who was it? Frank Solich went to Ohio. He's and, still there. Is he? I thought he retired a few years ago. No, if he, he may now. They I, named the field after him, I know that. If he's gone, which is possible, I think it was just very recently. And you're right. Uh, Pelini did go to Youngstown State, and then he was the defensive coordinator at LSU for one year. Yeah, both. Yeah, Frank Stolich isn't coaching anymore. Oh, did, when, did, when was he retired last year? Or? 2020. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, last, just the last, uh, last two seasons. But yeah, I saw that they named He was there forever, though. You're right. Yeah, yeah. 15 years. He was on that the, the team. That, remember how scared everybody was of that Ohio team? They came here for, I think it was Teddy's last season. And oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be a big um, season opener. We were up like 42 nothing at halftime. Um, the, the, the quarterback's dad was uh, a ba- baseball player. Templeton. Tendleton. Mickey, Mickey Tendleton, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was his dad, yeah. And, and we I, hyped that team up all summer long. And then, like, it was like 28 nothing in the first quarter. That was. I was scared, too. I think, wow. It was uh, Nick Coffey I was doing a show with, I want to say, that year. And he just, he mocked me going into that game for, like, thinking Ohio was. I'm like I'm telling you, man. Ohio. I think by coming by the time game time came around, I started to like somewhat convince him of worries to be worried. And then, of course, you know, like you mentioned, we just completely demolished them. Can I ask you? I haven't asked your what's your worry level for this weekend for for Syracuse. What's your? I'm not gonna say confidence level, but if one is, let's say one is like I'm not worried at all about this game. It's DePaul in basketball every year when Chris Mack's not coaching us. We're going to win. I don't even need to watch. Ten is I'm flipping the bleep out. Where's your, like, concern level for this weekend right now? Because you think we should beat Syracuse, but you also are like, I don't trust Brian Brown very much, and who knows what could happen. Five and a half, six. 
So you're a little bit concerned. I'm a little on the fence with a little bit of concern, yeah. I'm fine. I am. I feel like I'm more of like a four and a half. I feel like the 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 the, the chances of us getting a win, convincing or not, are just as, I mean, otherwise we'd be more than a three-point favorite, I think. Four. Plus we're on the road. I mean. I just. And honestly, there's nothing you can tell me that convinced me in the last four, three years that I should have confidence. I mean, I, I, other than the fact that, yes, he has beaten Syracuse handily in his in tenure at Louisville. But outside the name on the on the front of the jersey, I mean, going into a game of this this stature, there's nothing to make me feel confident of an easy win. Here's why I, I still feel confident. Not enough has changed between the last two years and this year. We beat them forty one to three last year, thirty to nothing two years ago, and I think like fifty six to twenty four three years ago. Yeah. See, Their quarterback, some... Garrett Trader, still there, he's still the quarterback. Yeah. So Sean Tucker's still there. Mm-hmm. The weapons around them are pretty much the same. Coach is still there. The offensive line still sucks. They have a new offensive coordinator. That's the one thing that Syracuse fans are hanging their hat on. We know firsthand that when you're in the middle of a failed administration, just rotating coordinators does not make nearly as much of an impact as you ever want it to. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Don't get me wrong. I think Syracuse can be better than they were last year. I think they should be more competitive with us. They have to be more competitive. 41-3 was 41-3. I just don't think that they've improved enough. To like to, to beat us when we should be as strong as we were in just about every area last year, except wide receiver, and we've we, we should be improved for obvious reasons on the defensive line. I think in the secondary, as long as we stay healthy, I think running back, I, I think we should be good there. Like we should be at at worst the same type of team that we were a year ago, and the same type of team that we were a year ago destroyed them in a game that was never close. The same type of team that we were two years ago, which was way worse than what we should be, beat them thirty to nothing. If we can't win, and I'm not saying blow them out like we have the, the last several years. If we can't win at Syracuse, all of a sudden I'm like, Scott, you might not be making it through the year, buddy. Like, like that's where my mind immediately goes. I think we are like we should. It should's the operative word. Should 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 you, you, be yeah. way better than they are, just based on on paper. Because that that's I'm glad you brought that 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 because that was what I was gonna say when you finished was that. I find it interesting you're emphasizing we should instead of we will. Well, we, nobody, nobody's played games, so all you can do is say So, should. therefore, if you're saying should instead of will, then your confidence or worry level is probably the same as mine. It's about a little five bit and a half, six. I'm, I'm, I'm like a four, four and a half. Okay, you're a four and a half to my five and a half. Because then. they, again, it's all shoulds until you start playing. We should be at least as good as we were a year ago. They shouldn't be markedly better than they were a year ago. Enough, it, it, like, and That combination, to, to me, does not. it's not enough to bridge a 38-point divide. But you didn't, I mean, the thing is, when we had Charlie here or Petrino, Petrino 1.0 and a little early, maybe 2.0, depending, you didn't. You weren't saying should, we, we, we should win this game. You're saying we're going to win this game. Well, I mean, I was just talking about how scared I was of Ohio when Charlie was here. Like, we didn't know. You, you never know until you start playing. No, I guess. I, that I, wasn't the first game of the year, though, was it? It was very first game of the year, 2013. Okay. Like, all summer, we were hyping that team up. Yeah. Texas says... The vault in our stars, the Trevor Kelsey story. The vault, that's brilliant. Vault to our star. Vault the to vault the, in our stars. Yeah, the vault of our stars was in our stars was a teen movie slash book that was very popular. Oh, okay. I ago. was thinking vault to the stars. Texas says, "F it, let's go get Pelini on staff." <laughs> I don't think you want Pelini. Pelini, Pelini was bashing a fan base that has sold out. Whether you you know borderline the rules of that or not, uh, for like thirty years in a row. What do you think he's gonna do with our fan base? I mean, that I think them leaving early was what caused him to lose his mind and get in so much trouble. I remember that vaguely now. I want to say it was leaving early, so, I mean, good Lord. 
We think it's the same about we think it's the same about us. I mean, unless you are, <laughs> unless you're Nick Saban, and even if you're Nick Saban, I don't recommend doing this. Have we not learned that calling out your fan base is never, even if you genuinely feel those things, yeah. you, you can't say it. You're not going to win that game. You, you, like the way that you inspire your team with tough love, it doesn't work with an entire fan base. Is Saban the only coach in college football that could, that could probably insult his own fan base and get away with it? As long as he was like on the heels of a national title. Like right now, they're probably okay. Be, well, that's pretty much every year. Anyway, well, not this mean. year. Like, like right now, if he tried to criticize the fan base, there'd probably still be some people who are like, "Y'all, you couldn't even meet Georgia last year." That's how they talk, by the way. Just letting you know. <laughs> Texas was Greg Paulus the best Syracuse quarterback of all time. Yes, I don't think there's really a debate. They did they blow out Georgia for getting the SEC title game. They did, but they lost to him when it mattered yeah. more. Uh, Greg Paulus, the quarterback for the most exciting game in college football history, of course, Louisville's ten to nine win over Syracuse back in 07 when we won on a missed extra point. And Josh Chichester scored the uh, only U of L touchdown of the game. Why am I blanking out that game? I don't remember that game for some reason. Oh, it's probably because it was ten to nine. How could you forget that game? That's why I don't remember it. You were gone last year before we played Syracuse, and I had Keith on, and all I did for the entire episode was go back and read the tweets that I sent during that game. It was like the first year like Twitter was around because I was just this was like the height. This is oh nine. I said oh seven earlier. Oh nine. This is like the height of Craig's definitely going to get fired. This is a we're on a sinking ship. Let's just try to embrace the journey now and make fun of everything. I wonder what my tweets looked like back then. I, I don't like to think about that. <laughs> There's probably some curse It's you calling out Spinelli's on Christmas Eve at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we found that out firsthand a few weeks ago. The, the most boring game I've ever went to, by the way, was IU-Kentucky 3-0. <sighs> That'd be bad. I think it was the night 94, 93, I want to say. Texas, pre-Adelson prediction, I was at a 4 Post, I'm now at a six. If they can run the ball like we're hearing, and our defense is still crap, uh oh. Well, first of all, they, they can run it last they year. They were running like that last year, yeah. The difference was we played them later in the year. The year, the game coming in when we played them last year, again, I talked about this yesterday, we held 19 carries, 95 yards. The game before that against, I think it was Boston College, you ran for 207. Yeah. I mean, so. Now you do get the. the like, that like, was a good BC defense, by the way. It was. They're okay. Decent. It, it was a. Like when you want, when you're facing a dynamic running back, you would rather face him in November or late October than beginning of the season, fresh legs and all that good stuff. Yeah. So you expect it to be a little bit different. But Garrett Trader, I mean, we've seen him for he he's he's not a good thrower he, unless he's improved dramatically, which I can't imagine. He's been in college football for what feels like 50 years. Um, he was in that bowl game in 2019 that we were supposed to play, and he got punched in the face by a teammate and then transferred. <sighs> He's he's a good oh, runner. Oh, Mississippi State, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's why I'm. And then he transferred oh, to Syracuse. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's yeah. a good runner. He he. We we dared him to throw last year. He couldn't throw like a fifteen yard crossing route. Again, like they should not be that much better on offense than they were a year ago, just because they have a new offensive coordinator. Didn't Dino Babers the offensive guy anyway? Though, well, they brought in this new guy because Dino Babers wasn't exactly getting it done. Scoring three <laughs> scoring three points against us in two years. It's not gonna. It's not gonna get it done. Texas says if we had shy daddy, we'd be unstoppable. Shy daddy in basketball and football. Let's make that a point. <laughs> Texas, would Trevor do the Michael Scott Dunder, Mifflin, Scranton, Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Fun Run Pro-Am Race for the Cure? As long as I can eat the pasta before it. How long was that marathon? Carbolode. Was that a 23-mile or 13-mile? It was a, was it a 5K, I think. What's 5K? Like 5,000 miles? <laughs> Isn't 5K 5,000? 5K in miles is, is 3.1 <laughs> miles. Oh, now that's more of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Now, I mean, when I say wheelhouse, I mean, I like it better because it's shorter. Well, yeah. Texas says, uh, T. Carey is apparently a big fan of participation trophies. I don't even know what that's in reference to. Mm, I don't oh, either. from the thing, I guess you could try. 
Yeah, but I'm not a fan of participation trophies. Texas says really. I go, I go straight boomer when you bring up participation trophies. Well, counter argument: Who's giving them the trophies? The kids aren't demanding them. That's true. Yeah, no, I don't blame the kids. I've never blamed the kids. Texas is really hoping things get better for Rutherford. I want him at peak physical health for the football and basketball beat town. Thank you for that. In all seriousness, prayers up for Mike and his family. I'm assuming that's a UK fan. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. I did get several of those who are like, uh, you know, like UK fan here. Which want to say you suck, but hope you get better. I'm like, thank you for identifying yourself. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, Texas 5K is five kilometers, not 5,000 miles, Trevor. Kilometers? Well, I, listen, I don't know what a kilometer is. Blame Jimmy Carter for taking away the metric system. <laughs> what am i wrong i saw somebody we were heading to the met we were we were trying to do the metric system jimmy carter was like you know what we're not going to the olympics we're doing our own thing yeah we're no metric system for us he's like i can't count peanuts with the metric system i saw a tweet from somebody i think they were from england it was somewhere in europe and they were like america gets pretty much everything wrong especially like, like metric system and all this stuff the one thing they nailed though is going with fahrenheit over celsius because like when you're like it's hot it's 100 degrees. Like, that's perfect. Like, yeah. Celsius, nobody knows. It's like 38.2. How hot is that? Nobody knows. I, I never understood why, of, of all places, like, Gene Snyder does put, like, kilometers on their on their. I've noticed, yeah. I, I never got why they're just random. Stop trying to be fancy, Gene did they, Snyder. Did they just not you think get you're better than the Waterson? You're not better than the well, first Waterson. First of all, I can prove for a fact that Gene Snyder's not that fancy. Trust me. You did crap all over it. <laughs> literally. Literally. I mean, that's just. I always confuse me why they put it on there, though. And, like, it's the only expressway. Well, I guess the Gene Snyder technically expressway. I don't know, but I always get to. You think you're too good for 65, Gene? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you get better than us? Just because you got a name and not a number. <laughs> Take us, us talk about Chai Chester's turnaround jumper versus UK. Oh, I'd be glad to. I love it. It's right over, I think it was Derek Jasper. That's right in his face. Sounds about right. Just stuck it right in his grill in front of that UK student section. Ah, oh, take a beauty. Jasper. Work of art. Suck it, Derek. Your long ass shorts. <laughs> Texas says, "What would the football team had been like in, in if what would the football team had been like if instead of Craig Strong was hired in 07? Oh, we just oh, keep, wow. we keep we keep rolling. Momentum just carries over. That'd have been curious because because we lost a lot of that defense between those two eras. We still returned eight starters though from an Orange Bowl team. I thought on offense or just in total defense." No, we lost more than three starters. We returned eight starters for that team in twenty in two thousand seven. Are you sure you're not thinking offense? I'm positive because I wrote about this the other day. Okay, I don't have to believe because it felt like we lost more than that. Is this the three we lost were the big impact guys? No, I mean we brought Malik Jackson was first team All Big East. He was the only first team All Big East guy we had from 06, and he came back. Who we lose off that? Who the three was? It Koye was one. We lost a Moby. We yeah. lost um, a cornerback, and I can't remember the other one. Was it Earl Hammond? Maybe. I mean, those right there are two pretty big we're games. We're good players. Yeah. They, don't get me wrong. They were good players that we lost. But we brought back enough on that defense that we should have been much better. And, and we sucked. And the offense, we had brought back almost everybody except, well, we brought them back. But the, as the season went along, people were dropping like flies because of the— But we brought back Brom, Bush—not not Bush, Brom, Rudia, and Harry Douglas, and Colby Smith. Like, like those were four—like, the offense was fine. But yeah. and that offensive line was pretty much all back from the year before. Pretty much. God, I mean, the fact that that team couldn't win more than six games. We should oh, have fired Craig. And had to one. win the last game against Rutgers to get to six and six. We stormed the field. We had to come back. We were down. I remember. Balaw Powell took over. I think I told you that was the game that my buddy gave me tickets, and I, we got there. I went with Rob Jones, and we turned out you we, told were, me story, we yeah. were yeah we were in the Rutgers like group section. I don't know why. And oh man, they started throwing stuff at me and. 
got mad. And of course, when they finally won the game, and when we won, I was sitting there just, you know, just being the complete total Richard. Like, thank you, everyone, for your tax dollars. Make sure to stop at KFC on the way out. Of course. Appreciate it. You know, I was I was rubbing it in. Because the guy behind me, okay, Kenny Britt. You don't know about that Kenny Britt, man. I Kenny Britt catch a ball up in the middle. Back. Boom. 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 Well, boom. Be gone. Kenny Britt. We found out about him a couple years later. I mean, he's like, Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt. Oh, all I heard was Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt in 09, I think, had, what, like six of the seven first quarter touchdowns from Mike Peel, Mike Teal. Oh, in that 55 game? Yeah. We first game I ever turned off 49 early, nothing at halftime. Um, I think I started helping Mary make some like Christmas decoration. We were just like dating, like making like a gumdrop. Yeah, drop. Done. I was like, oh, I don't care. I've done it since, but that was the first game I ever turned off early as a Louisville fan in any sport. All right, we got to get out of here. We got Jody Deming, the Cardinal Insider, up next. Then Louisville Bats baseball is taking on the Indianapolis Indians. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. And a reminder Scott Satterfield, first radio show of the year, 7 o'clock at Roosters. You can hear that on our sister station, 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Everybody have a fantastic Tuesday night. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow at 3.